welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 57. Let's roll. Boy, oh boy. This is going to be a, a, a mass hole centric podcast <laughs> today. Boston in the house. I mean, we've got a we've got one of my brothers from another mother in this motherfucker tonight. And that is no other than Lieutenant Dan Taylor at AWL Sabermetrics. You can find him right there on Twitter. He is a proud member of the Undroppables and a proud mass hole. Lieutenant, what is going on, brother? What is up? Yes, officially, officially going to be a mass hole tomorrow. Um, so very excited, very excited to get it done, but super excited to be here tonight and very excited to just flaunt the the awesomeness of being a Boston sports fan and just, you know, being better than everyone else. It's yes. fantastic. Yeah, uh, Boston superiority. Uh, we are one in three, and this is a football podcast, so we might want to <laughs> slow our roll a little bit. No, that's fine. But, but our guy beat us. You know, Tom Brady's our guy. He's, you know, we're counting his wins still because, you know, why not? He's got Gronk with him. It's it's all the same shit. It's just, uh, it's New England Patriots South is what that team is. Listen, all everyone goes from New England, retire down South, but they keep the New England there with them. So, yeah, that's that's all one and the same. Well, let's start there. Um, in the post-game interview, our our friend, Mr. Tom Brady, said, oh, don't worry, when I retire, you guys will see a lot more of me up here now. Um, that was very interesting to me because I think I've asked this question. I mean, you asked this question about, you know, Drew Brees, what's he going to do? T- Peyton Manning, what, what are they going to do? You know, after they retire, what are they going to do? You know, John Elway moved into the front office. Like, you know, each guy creates their own path. And I feel like Tom was someone that I wasn't exactly sure what his path was going to be. It sounds to me like he and Mr. Bob Kraft are probably pretty tight as I think Bob Kraft was siding with Tom Brady on the, whether they should keep Tom Brady thing or not. And Belichick was going the other way. And at some point Belichick will move on. Is this kind of a signal that maybe Tom Brady, I don't know what and how, but moves back into the organization in some way. I don't know about back into the organization because I don't I don't know if I really see him as a coach or no. a GM. I don't see no. him along those lines. Yeah, I think I think especially like moving back into the area or being back into the area more is I think the biggest thing that we've seen is he's being so much more like out in um, on social media more, making really good memes and being funny and just being out there. And he's in all these subway commercials. I think he wants to come back to New England and be he's obviously he's a god in this part of the country, but show the side of like being happy and funny and being celebrated and not being the robot that he was for 20 years when he was the quarterback. I think he wants to come back and just like live that lifestyle. That maybe he's maybe, a, maybe a little bit like Kobe, you know, where Kobe yeah. wasn't doing yeah. anything. He was sort of just doing, you know, I mean, I, I dude, I'm a, Celtics fan hated the Lakers obviously hated Kobe but loved Kobe you know you always hate your enemies yeah. in some ways but you know I was falling in love with Kobe uh you know RIP uh you know but I was falling in love with him in his post career like he was just becoming like a real cool dude like a real ambassador for the game you know politically mm-hmm. activated but in the right ways not like you know political on like one side or the other just like being cool to fucking people you know what I mean he was just kind yeah. of a an awesome guy and 
you know, I don't know if Brady's got that in him, but I'd love to see it. I don't think, I mean, I think that was, I mean, going back, but it's the whole, I don't think he's, I, I think he's so out there with football. He doesn't even know who, like what politics is. Right. He's but a weirdo, I think man. he's, I think, yeah, oh yeah, he is. Well, I mean, cause you, you get to like that level of insanity where like, there's people that like literally don't know because they're so just focused on singular thing yeah i think he comes back to new england definitely does more of the whole tb12 stuff the whole witch <clears throat> doctor alex guerrero yeah he's still problematic but whatever yes uh <laughs> the brain cancer water or whatever he used to give out <laughs> the concussion water yeah like if you get hurt it's on you baby yeah that's, yeah. that's a you problem yeah. how can you get hurt these days but i i think he <laughs> i think he just wants to come back and like be celebrated and not be a robot i think well, that's the biggest thing well, it was it was certainly a very interesting uh, comment. I, I found it pretty interesting. And and now, let's talk about that game real briefly. You know, um, I I was uh, I don't know about you, but I was sitting with CMFK right on his couch. I had another Patriot fan with me, even though I'm here on the West Coast. And as soon as the ball got tipped on third and three, I said, "Let's go! We're going for it." It was not even a, a hesitation in my mind. It was. I don't know. It was just very, very clear to me that they should go for it. The kid was 19 and 19 at one point, you know, 19 straight completions, 70%, Mm -hmm. I think, or more for the game. Um, Even that throw like that got tipped, that was an open crosser for, you know, it was going to be 15 or 20. Like everything was just working, right? Like, I don't know, man, they were on their heels. And then to top that off, I mean, I'll go one step further. Um, You know, if if they make that field goal, I still think Brady's going to come down and get a field goal and win it. So like, you have this 50-50 chance of making this field goal. And even if you make it, I think you are more likely to lose anyway. And if you miss it, you definitely lose. Now, granted, if you miss the conversion, you definitely lose. But I feel like that's at least a 50-50 chance to convert. And then if you do convert, I feel like you're kind of like lock the game. You lock it. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, the the the, the third and three, the still of that batted pass, he was – there was no one – Yes. No one near him. Uh, so yeah, that one hurt. Yeah. It sucks because, you know, he actually, Folk had the leg. If yeah. it was two feet to the right, it goes in. And, you know, it, it's tough because you look at it. Well, the defense was still playing pretty well, but we've, I mean, we've, we have 20 years of experience of knowing Brady. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter, right? How good the defense has been. Seattle. So, yep. Yeah, so it goes right up and down the field twice in the fourth quarter, right? It's yeah. It's, it sucks because it's, it's something that Bill has within the past, especially like three or four years, he used to be extremely aggressive in those situations. Um, and for whatever reason, you could look at the wide receiver core recently, or like maybe Mac Jones, even though he was 19 in a row and 70 cent completion, he doesn't have the full grasp yet. He's become very, very tentative and much more willing to punt and just, or take the 56 yes. yarder in the rain. Yeah. Uh, and I, <laughs> I hate it because it's yeah. like, Bill, just fucking go for it, man. Like we just saw the, the, I don't know if you saw the whole thing from Brandon Staley today about like play action, using play action pass and like yes. going for and fourth down and like being aggressive, like Bill, that's you. Like, yes. like, come on. So yeah, yes. I, I hated it. I mean, obviously if he made it, I would have been happy and excited for hopefully a win, but like, I thought it was. I thought it was a bad you, call. Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember what your instinct was or did you have one or were you just sort of surprised and watching? Or Because I remember I, when I was watching anyway, I like made that call. I was like, mm-hmm. we're going. Like, we're going. And and when he didn't, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are they going to fucking – what are they faking it? What are they going to try and draw him offside, call a timeout? Like, why are they sending the kicking unit out there? It really actually was 
I, I was really surprised, genuinely. Like, not even – I thought it was a, almost a clear go for it, for me anyway. Yeah, I thought I I thought we were going to go for it, and it – Again, it's just like it's like Bill was like playing scared in a way like he was playing yeah. not to lose. Yeah. Which is funny to say because you're taking a 56 yarder in the rain. But I, I don't know. I think I've heard, I've heard the it. argument that, you know, maybe he's trying to protect his quarterback. Right. He's got the rookie quarterback and he's not sure if he wants to put all that pressure on him. But honestly, if he can't handle that pressure, then he's the wrong guy anyway. It's like it's a it's a fucking fourth game of the regular season. Like I yeah. get it's a big regular season game, but you're two and two or one and three. Like it's not the end of the world. But I think that's yeah. the best way to win. And and honestly, that's all you should be doing as a coach is just literally just pressing the button of the best way to win. Like we've all played Madden. You know, it's not like you think like, well, I don't want the quarterback to get nervous. You know, you kind of don't you take those things out of there because it's just sort of uh, binary. Mm-hmm. You're like this one or that one, which is the best decision. And I felt like. In that case, I just felt like he made the the, the wrong decision. Again, not results based. Just like I said, process and numbers yeah. wise, I felt like they yeah. had a better chance of winning by going for it. They could have stuck the dagger in. Look, if they convert that fourth and three. That team is riding a high. He makes the field goal. Yeah, they're happy, but they're still like, oh shit, Tom Brady. Like you know, there's mm-hmm. no the knife through the heart was that conversion, and yeah. I wanted to see him take the knife out. Uh, just watch Gladiator last night. You know, just stick him. Yeah, and yeah, right. You lose. Uh, and I, and it like, and what we know about Mac Jones too, is he's, he has that killer mindset from every report that we've seen, what we know from Alabama, like the practice reports where he's a psycho and just like screaming at himself. If they get a play wrong, like, I don't, I guess you could say it's protecting him or like, maybe that's a theory, but like that doesn't seem like Mac doesn't seem like someone that needs to be protected. He wants that. He wants to go out there and win it. Or if he loses it, he loses it, but he's not yeah. gonna, he's not afraid of the moment. No, I wouldn't have thought so. And, you know, speaking of the moment, <clears throat> you know, I think both – I think New York heard me last week. You know, I was I was on the pod. I gave the New York Jets and the New York Giants the brown star of the NFL. <laughs> Just instead of the gold star, I gave a brown star because they were the bottom of the, the – literally the, the butt of the NFL. But I will tell you, I moved the Giants way up after that win. I actually – probably wouldn't have put them at the very last uh, two spots as Houston and Jacksonville are pretty bad, but certainly was fun to say. And then they both go out and get wins. But uh, as both Boston fans here, boy, the wrong New York team won, didn't they now? Cause they probably oh. would have traded those two wins <laughs> for a little Yankee win, but to no avail. eh? Yeah. Yeah. It was so sad. So sad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just sometimes you just got to pay three hundred and twenty four million for a really nice, crisp, two inning start in a winner go home game. You know, unfortunately, when you take away the spider tack, on wow, Garrett Cole just he just isn't as good. That's a real shame. It's a real shame. It's a yeah. real shame that one of your trade pieces that Yankee fans loved because he could play good defense. Ooh, cool. Joey Gallo hits a buck ninety nine. <laughs> not even at the fucking Mendoza line like cool you you hit 38 home runs 60 percent here's a good one 60 percent of his at bats the ball does not leave his bat like he's like he just doesn't he fucking strikes out all the time oh boy and what does he do he does nothing he does nothing so yeah Evaldi shoved then Brazier lucked out that, that ball was a rocket from Stanton. Stanton, by the way, for the first time ever, did something good in, in a position that mattered. Uh, Aaron Judge has yet to do anything of note. 
of in a clutch situation he crumbles uh cool he's like six eight but whatever uh brett gardner sucks i hopefully he stays on for another 10 years because they all think he's good because he won a world series 15 years ago i mean you like if you're a yankees fan you went into this season as the odds-on favorite in the AL East to win the AL East. You were the AL favorite to go to the World Series, to win the World Series, and you just sucked the whole time. <laughs> you had like one good stretch where I think you won you won a bunch of games in a row, and then you just fucking sucked again, and it just goes off into like – that used to be a good franchise. You know what's the craziest thing in the world? The Yankees used to be a franchise that mattered and oh. and like were there for championships. And now you have the fan base being ecstatic, ecstatic because they were in a wild card game that they oh lost. Boy. Wow. I mean, now I do say this. So if you're a Yankees fan out there and you hate me. Um, what do you mean if? If, yeah. Well, you know, some of them out there understand that, you know, they this might is, be nodding this along. Is tragedy. Yeah, they might I be mean, nodding along. I mean, yeah, take out take out the troll piece of it. But if, yeah. like, if you are a Yankees fan, like, this is a shit show. Like, you haven't been to the World Series, I think, in ten years. Like, you you're non competitive. Like, you're buying these guys. Like, it, I don't know. It, it's a rough. But I do say all this with the understanding that the Red Sox now are going to go get their shit pumped by the Tampa Bay Rays. So I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But, but it, no, uh, it's good to hold over it, New York. Fine. In any way but, we can. Yes. And no one yeah. no one outside of the Boston region expected the Red Sox to be good. So I'll take that victory. Absolutely. Yeah. Their over-under, I think, was 81 or 80 wins. And yeah, they ended Vegas up getting very low. 93. What was it? 90. You know, it's funny, mm-hmm. man. I move out west and I just I'm I, I couldn't name like two guys on the Red Sox as crazy. You know, is Dustin Pedroia still playing second? Like I'm no, I'm joking, <laughs> of course. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's awesome. I let you dunk. I, I gave you your lane. Congratulations. <laughs> you finished. You finished strong. I appreciate what you did there for the Boston people. We salute you, Dan. Um, Listen, if, if we just want to do this a Red Sox podcast, I can just keep going. So don't, I know. I'll, I'll just stop because, yeah, I'll keep I'll keep rolling. <laughs> I will ask you one question, though. This to me. So I, I, I used to be a baseball fan. I mean, I'm not a I'm not not a baseball fan, but I'm not a baseball fan. If that makes any sense. And, uh, you know, so I don't know everything and I know they went expanded and I'm okay with this one game playoff, although I think it's a little bit stupid in my opinion. I'd rather see a couple series, like maybe two five game series. Those are Mm -hmm. a little bit more exciting, you know, best uh, three out of five. You know, I think that'd be fun if they, you know, because maybe they could add another playoff team and then I don't know, they could do some cool stuff. But then I look over and tonight the 109 win or something like that fucking Dodgers are playing a one game for their life fucking game. Yeah. In what yeah. world? In what world does like the second best team by one game out of 162 have to play in some fucking playing game tournament? This system feels fucking stupid and broken. I'm not even a Dodger fan. I don't care who. I mean, who, who gives a shit? It's like who? It just feels like the dumbest thing ever. Like, oh, they were the second best team by like barely. Well, let's shove them into this fucking thing where they might lose a lucky game. What? It is kind of funny when you look at the standing. So the Giants, right, win 107 games, which, by the way, just like the Red Sox, the Giants, I think, were projected even worse. So they smash. And then the Dodgers win 106. The Atlanta Braves win the NL East with 88 wins. 88. Yeah. Yeah. The Brewers win with 95. Like, they're so clearly the best two teams. Yeah, it's like 
it's you know it's it's broken in a way but it's also like this is such such an outlier that these two just stacked teams are there um the one game playoff is kind of fun because it is no no other time in baseball is it like a one and done like football it's like yeah. the playoffs so yeah. it, it adds some fun drama to it but yeah getting those getting those two teams but it should be an 88 win game. team it should be an 88 win team versus a 90 win team yeah or whatever yeah. like the the five and six seed not only that but i think i heard that the giants get the winner of this game so that means mm-hmm. that the giants who just fucking won 107 games have to play the team in the first round who won 106 games like yeah. imagine this happening in the nba where it's just like the fucking lakers win like 70 games and the golden state warriors win 69 they're like sorry you guys got to play in the first round uh yep. you know it'd be the like it, literally it'd be the laughing stock so somehow baseball gets away with this stupid ass shit and and i don't know man i i think they just need to look at it and like they're so tied to tradition and i get it man but there's a lot of old crusties you know who are sort of dictating how that game is you know, the sanctity of the game, sanctity of the game. You know, it's like, fuck you and the sanctity of the game. How about the sanctity of entertainment? Like the whole reason for the game, they don't play with leather fucking, you know, I don't know what, you know, like evolve, you know? And I think there's a lot of ways they could evolve and it would be, it would be pretty dope. But, you know, I think they should shorten the season too, but what do I know? I don't know. It's just money, money, money. And they're, they're just, they're just, I think they're missing the boat, especially on the playoffs. Yeah. The playoffs is tough. Um, the season thing, I, I definitely feel because 162 is just a, is a lot. The hardest thing is it's a lot. more than any any other sport. Stats are so important, and all time yes. records are so important. Where no other, like obviously, like we're diehard football people, so like passing stats yeah. matters and efficiency. But like, but it's not so the same. Much, yeah, I get it. No, it's it's yeah, so different. It's so like, same. if they if they went to like 142 games people like it would be it would be mass chaos within baseball circles because it's like well how do you compare this hitter to this hitter and it's and it's i mean you just do you, you just do, yeah, fucking exactly. compare them you just fucking yeah. compare them who gives a shit like just move your sport into the fucking new new yeah. world like you know they didn't have fucking cell phones back then nobody take a cell phone to the game it's like fuck, i don't know like this shit's gonna happen anyway moving on yeah you know speaking yeah. of broken systems by the way the jacksonville jaguars are your AFC South champ. No, no, huh? They're not going to do it. They are broken. And I mean, here's what I think. Let me just tell you what I think. I think Urban Meyer is going to finger it out. He's going to roll up his (laughs) sleeves. He's going to roll up his sleeves and get elbow deep into the problem. And I think he's just going to finger it out. I think he's going to be able to. So what do you think? Do you think Urban Meyer is able to, you know, get his head out of his ass, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd think. I'm joking. (laughs) <laughs> I, th- I was hoping you're going to somehow work into a their next week opponent is tennessee i was thinking maybe you're going to try to work at you're the only 10 i see in there oh uh, bingo! but you know uh, <laughs> yes. that's exactly right yeah no this is yeah. like the biggest train wreck like what it's a fucking moron right it's so I mean, good yeah and it's like it, it, at some level it's like stupid that it's like all right he was well obviously by like, groping someone that you shouldn't be groping but like this whole level of it's like, all right, you're 0 and 4. Like, people already, like, prior to this were like, he wants to quit to so go to USC. Like, he it's something that, you know, uh, Big Cat talks about all the time for Barstool. Sorry, random thing. But, like, the if you're a, like a big time college coach, you are like the warlord of your city. 
Right. And you can do whatever the fuck you want and it right. never matters and you never get in trouble. And like, we've seen that with Urban Meyer. We've right. seen him leave two different schools with like pretty serious stuff that he left behind and it never mattered. Yeah, that and, phone would have been destroyed in Ohio State. Like someone would have fucking headlocked that guy and been like, smashed yes. the phone to the ground and been like, bro, that's his hookup for tonight. You fucking back off. Like it's weird, in, but it's true. Yeah. 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 And well, in Ohio, that never even would have happened. People would have said, right, you don't even take your phone out to even risk mm. doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's different in the NFL, especially when you're Jacksonville, because who cares about Jacksonville? Right. Um, yeah, I honestly I don't know. I mean, I do think he wants to like. I mean, I do think he probably wants to go back to USC, but like, no doubt, I like immediately. I'm very curious to see how this goes. Cause like before this, I'm like, well, no, he'll probably like try to get through the season and then like fake a health issue, you know, week 19 or like something stupid. But now the way that he is going, I think, you know, Tennessee, they're going to lose. If they lose to Miami week six, week seven is their bye. He, he might be gone halfway through the first year of his contract, which would be insane. It would be insane, well, but like I don't know if it would shock me. You know, if I'm Shad Khan, I would have fired him right after pick um, 2.01. Like, you know, the ETN pick would have had me fucking shook. And then, you know, I mean, he, he, look, he just was – he's been bad the whole way through. I've said it. Like, nothing has been good. You know, it, it's just been bad over bad over bad. He's 0-4. He's embarrassed your franchise. He's done nothing to elicit any sort of confidence in or out of the locker room. I just don't understand why you don't just be like, yo, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like he said today, like Shad uh, Khan said, oh, he has to regain the trust of the team. Mm-hmm. And the why the fuck would he need to regain the trust? Like, how about this? He lost the trust. He's fucking gone. Like just grow a sack and get rid of him. I mean, you are running a team that is going nowhere. Yeah, sure. It's money. But I mean, you know, he gave me the money sign. You know, he gave me the Johnny Manziel over there on the fucking <laughs> other side of the screen. But, you know, sure. But you know, you're losing money right now. Like this is bad. Like this is bad, you know, and I, you probably hired uh, Meyer for money reasons, not because you felt like he was the best decision, but you know, it, I, it's just bad. I mean, whoever's telling, you know, Shad Khan what to do and who to bring in that it's just, I just don't see anything turning around there and it's really abysmal. And, you know, you'll have some success here and there because, <clears throat> excuse me, they have great players like, you know, Trevor Lawrence and re- weapons and things like that, but they're not a good team. They don't have a good defense. They, you know, I think Evan Silva constantly talks about how like they've picked so many times in the top 10 in the last like 10 years. And none of those players are on the team. Like none of them, like literally none of those players are on the team. Jalen Ramsey, like just go back. None of those guys are on the team. Like, I mean, you know, you'd say like, oh, if you're going to build, let's get some, you know, top 10 picks year over year. We'll stack these fucking blue chippers. We'll have to pay a few of them, but we'll <clears throat> we'll be good going down the road. And that has not been the case there. And it's, it's just no sign of, of turning it around. I mean, bad teams, bad organizations stay bad. Yep. I mean, we've seen that. I mean, as, as Patriots fans, we've seen how many times the Jets tried to reinvent themselves and the Bills tried to reinvent themselves and the Dolphins. The Jets have been unsuccessful for 20-something years. They maybe they had a flash in the pan, but it went away. You know, Buffalo, well, I know we're going to talk about that, yeah. but they're finally starting to look like they've finally clicked because it, – but it took, it took decades, right? Miami, maybe with Brian Flores, but like Tua is a big question mark. And like Brian Flores might not make it out of – 
the next year or two because if Tua can't stay healthy, they're not going to win games. And if you don't win games, you're you get shit canned. You kind of have to trade for Deshaun Watson, don't you? If you're Miami, isn't that the move at this point? I mean, two first and Tua, and like whatever else, like thirds or something, you know, yeah, like whatever. Like if it's two first and Tua, that's basically it. That's just like okay, let's do it. Let's just fucking do it. I think everything is still like any team that wants to trade for him has is like wants the clause of like, hey, if this if he turns out to be the scumbag that he might really be, uh, we get everything that we sent you back. And I don't hmm. think Houston wants to do that. Yeah, no way. Fuck that. And first of all, because they know he's the scumbag that he is, right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that he is. I'm saying they know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. They know. And so that's probably why they're like, no, fuck you. Like, you know, but at the same time, like we've seen, I, I said it last week on the show, like once the scumbag dust clears, you're fucking Tyreek Hill scoring three touchdowns and doing all sorts of weird dances in the end zone this past weekend. Like I can't help but watch that guy dance and be like, what a fucking dick. But it doesn't really matter. Like if you have him on your team, you're pretty stoked, whether it be real life chiefs or fantasy, right? I mean, the dust clears, you know? Yeah, I think it, it's it's always dependent on like what it is and, and how it goes. Um, this is one I don't know if it would clear. Just for the amount, the the amount of it. I don't know if it would clear. And that's where I still think. Like he might go was, to prison, Bill Cosby dust? Yeah. Honestly, I think if it was like one person, right. somebody would have traded for him now. And like I get that's that's messed up because it's assault <laughs> yeah. is assault. Yeah. Yes. But I think, I think real life – yeah. If it was one person, they would have. But I think when I mean, at some level, when there's smoke, there's fire. And it's like 23 accusations like that's that's serious. So yeah. I, I, I think teams are rightfully very scared of trading for someone that could be a serial assaulter. Yeah, um, it's it's very much more than more than likely than not. And that's yeah. what I wonder is like, I mean, I, I do think, you know, just I feel like we've seen this movie before. And I, you know, I just recently I traded Jalen Hurts for Deshaun Watson in a 23 second, 22 second, whatever second. So I got, you know, and it was on a mm-hmm. team that I already had uh Lamar and Dak. So I was good. And I just figured yep. why not? But, um, but I think it's about time, by the way, this is my, my sort of take on the situation. I think if you're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, now's about the time. Um, there may be, um, a continued, uh, dip here, but it's also because of where Miami's at. I think they may, pull the trigger on a deal and as soon as he's traded again no matter what like the the day he's traded you can double your money on Deshaun Watson you could trade him again for more because he may not play again for a year or so but in the in the dynasty world people are gonna say oh it's you know it's like that new thing it's like when Josh Gordon gets signed by the Chiefs it's like the little spike in value and then he plays yep. and you're like, oh, he's only playing like fucking five snaps. Like, oh, yeah, yep. that's right. And it just fizzles away, you know. But in the moment that the thing is announced, it's like it's that's where the value is. So, you know, if you're yep. holding him when the trade goes down, you know, if you still don't believe in him, you can still just flip it for more profit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's just that's just playing the the game theory of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree with that. If you get him, if you have him, if you already have him, I probably wouldn't sell him at this point. Right. But, you know, it's, it depends if someone's willing to pay. At this point, no one's paying anything of value. I don't know. I feel like Hertz, getting like Hertz, Hertz, yeah, I probably would have done that because you're getting a sure thing, at least for now. I don't, I don't know. What, do you, what, are, what are your thoughts on Hertz? 
not to take over your podcast. I love the question <laughs> because we're not going to talk about Hurts in our little top 10 that we're doing, which is going to be fun. But, you know, let's talk no. about the Eagles. I actually – I made the the Hurts trade <clears throat> before I watched the this week's game. And then I rewatched the um, the Philadelphia game against Kansas City. Now, albeit, <clears throat> excuse me, albeit against a, a Chiefs defense that I think has some serious issues, but I thought Hertz played outstanding. I thought he, I thought his ball placement was really great. You know, and that's what I'm looking at as a quarterback. You know, his ball placement, timing, and man, he was hitting um, Devontae Smith. Over and over again, he had one called back where Devontae stepped out of bounds. That ball was a fucking dime. Um, you know, whoever saw that ball knows what I'm talking about. That was a great pass. Um, you know, he had a he had a couple of tough like, you know, uh, drives that sort of sputtered out, and but he had a couple of bad calls. Like there was a few things they were in that game. He played well enough to win most uh, football games, right? And he just ran into the Chiefs against his shitty defense uh, for the Eagles, which is another issue <laughs> for the Eagles. But I thought Hertz was really good. And, you know, Gainwell looked great. You know, it's funny, man. I I, I was really high on, like, Daryl Henderson coming out of the draft. I was really high on mm-hmm. Kenny Gainwell. And sometimes I just lose my will a little bit. People heard me over this. Uh, those who listen to this pod every week, you know, heard me say I – I love Kenny Gainwell, but, you know, if I'd have just taken the damn butt out of there and just fucking stuck to it, the kid does exactly what I thought he would do, which is, you know, he's just a dynamic receiver, the best receiver in this class. I had mentioned that a few times, and and now the the, the Eagles are using him that way, and mm-hmm. uh, the kid's electric. So I really like Philly. I think they look great. Rager looked fast. Quez Watkins looked fast. That team looks fast. You know, Gainwell, Sanders, Quez Watkins, Devontae Rager, even the, you know, Goddard's a pretty, a pretty quick tight end. Um, they look fast out there on offense. They just need to fix that defense so they can hold up. But I really liked what Hurts looked like. So to answer your question, you know, a little bit of buyer's seller's remorse. Yeah, honestly, I think more than I'm still shocked because I'm looking at his stats even right now. Um, and I know someone like Brian, shout out Brian from BPO FSU, part of Undroppables member. And other stat heads will be like, oh, completion percentage. What a stupid stat. But he's a 66% completion percentage for for Jalen Hurts when we were just like, well, if he completes like 53%, then good because he can run. (laughs) And and I always hate that. I'm like, that's not good, but whatever. Uh, But the fact that he's completing even that many, that percentage of passes and, you know, 300 over 320 and then 380 last week. I mean, yeah, I, I, went into this season not really sure what to think about him not you know on the fence not hating him but not sold and right now um he's proving me wrong and and showing that he might he might be the guy he might yeah. be we'll see. I think I think he is I think he you know I would I wouldn't have sold him light I feel like Deshaun Watson is you know a top four he's not Deshaun five. Watson yes. right yes. you know what I mean so I, I I looked at it as an opportunity I wouldn't have sold him if he was a starter for me I wouldn't have sold Hurts for Watson mm-hmm. if he's a starter, unless I'm tanking or what I don't know. But <clears throat> it was just such yeah. a I, that 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 team. I also have Justin Fields. It's like you know, it's just yeah. like I, I'm just I'm taking the roll of the dice and acquiring a, a, a Watson opportunity. But right now, Michael P. Duncan in the green room and might be passed out from lack of blood uh, to the brain <laughs> uh, because a lot of it is being redirected with this Philadelphia Eagles positive talk. I don't think he knows what to do with himself right now. What do you think, Dan? Is he okay? I think, uh, you know, blink <laughs> twice, 
Michael, if you still have blood in your in your cranial region. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael P. Duncan. Michael P. Duncan. So, so happy right now. Lost by 20. Just reveling in that. Um, <laughs> smoked at home. Couldn't stop a fucking – I mean, honestly, Mahomes was just like – he got bored, I think. He was just like, well, I think I'll throw it deep to – I mean, he had that one play on third down, the deep ball, the deep crosser to Tyreek Hill where they blitzed him, and he literally just knew he needed uh, just some time. So he just ran backwards. He was in shotgun. He just like – he ran like five steps straight back, like like just sort of turned and ran back and then threw it off his back foot as far as he could. That was what he did. I was like, yep. fucking Mahomes, dude. Like – that was yeah. cool. And and of course, Tyreek's open by 20 yards. You know, I was like, oh, that was cool. You know, they, they ran the bliss to try and get to him quick. And he read it all the way. He's like, I know exactly what they're doing. I know what's fucking going on. I'm just going to run as far back as I can and then throw it as far as I can. And it's a fucking touchdown. And uh, not very many teams can do that. No. And it's amazing. And, and I think it's always like he's such a great example and of even like an early round pick of like, teams just like missing on someone that like picked it up so fast and was like obviously it has all the the physical abilities but like mentally to like pick up offenses and run an Andy Reid offense like that and dude's amazing he's 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 yeah. legitimately amazing yeah he's awesome and uh before we move on I we're, you and I are going to do uh this is going to be fun Dan I like this so we're just going to do our consensus top 10 teams and kind of run down them and you know, just kind of banter about that shit. We're two Boston dudes. We're going to have some fun. We'll talk some some dynasty in and out of it, but, you know, basically just you know, just rip off it. Um, but before I do that, I uh, want to give my man, uh, Scuba Gear Gasecki another tip of the cap. I said last week, it was great. I said I buried his ass, and then he reached through the fucking dirt and choked me out. Yeah, yeah. he just, just <laughs> literally grabbed just- I was like, <laughs> Fuck, there he's alive, dude. And uh, again, five for 57 and a tutty. I hate tutty, but I, for Gusecki, he gets tutties. Everybody else gets touchdowns, but not that motherfucker. But um, no, I mean, he's just been great. He's played nine snaps so far this year at tight end. Like, he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver, <laughs> but he is. But And I thought he would get played out of that position. But of course, Will Fuller's hurt. Of course, mm-hmm. Jakeem Grant sucks. Of course, yada, yada. So they just didn't have the depth, but I thought they were going to go, you know, Parker, Waddle, Fuller, but Fuller suspended, Fuller hurt, Fuller out. Of course he is. So mm-hmm. now it's Gasecki in the slot, Waddle and Parker aside of him, and I, and I think it's smart. And as long as that's happening, by the way, those listeners, feel free to fire up your Gasecki because if he's mm-hmm. in the slot, especially with Brissett, hey, man, he's going to he's gonna get some looks. And so I don't expect that to stop. What I do expect to stop is whenever there's a wide receiver of note to take his place, he's not going to play tight end very effectively. But he is a good little slot wide receiver. I've said it over and over again. I just thought he'd get played off the field, but not by any of those other scrubs behind Fuller, uh, Waddle, and Parker. None of those guys are better than Gusecki in the slot. That's a fact. Yeah, and Brissett seems to love love throwing to him. So Yeah, because he, he can't, throw, there. He can't yeah. throw it any further, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's a and he's a great. I know that you're a dynasty focused podcast, but uh, he's especially a great redraft guy because he probably yeah. is still out there. Yes. And the tight end landscape is a shithole. So yes. Um, as you know, unless you have Kelsey or Waller, like he's a great streaming streaming option. I think uh, you know I was gonna ru- I was gonna run the analytics on this. And I didn't get to it. Maybe Brian's listening. He'll run it. But I think there's probably been more. Uh, through four weeks, more tight end targets um, 
one of maybe one of my crazy listeners will tag me and do this. But I think there's probably been more tight end targets this year than last year. Um, you know, I was looking and you know, there's like just Max Williams. By the way, fucking podcast listeners, you're fucking welcome for Max Williams. Uh, week oh. one did nothing, and I told you to go pick his ass up, and all y'all have his ass, and now you can trade him for a second and shit. You're fucking welcome. I gave you Max Williams and uh, 13% target share, by the way, it's unbelievable. Trav was on here and he's like, yeah, he probably, I go, look, he probably sucks, but you got to still pick him up. And dynasty, (laughs) you can't, you can't let a guy run, you know, play 55 snaps, run 30 Mm -hmm. routes in week one and not pick him up. Like that's a guy you have to pick up. I mean, at some point, either they're going to get him off the field or they're going to fucking have to throw it to him. You know, he's going to be open. Uh, They ran a couple of cool tight end screens to him. We'll get to them. Let's do that. So me and Dan are going to go 10 to 1. We both submitted our top 10 teams. What does top 10 mean? It doesn't mean who's played the best in the first four weeks. It doesn't mean any shit like that. It means who we think right now are the top 10 teams. 10 to 1. We're going to count them down. Excuse me. And some honorable mentions. Um, The Seattle Seahawks were right there at 11 for us. And like really close, actually, um, for us at 11. Uh, some other teams that I think could make a case. I, I released my power rankings and I had the Bengals a little too low. I had them in the 20s. They should be in the teens. So my apologies mm-hmm. to Cincinnati fans. Uh, their plus minus is good. They haven't played anybody, but either way, they're three and one. They've got good offensive skill positions. They got a good quarterback. I- I'll give you that, Cincinnati fans. He- he- they're better than that. So um, anybody else that you had on the bubble there, Dan? Um, bubble team is Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're three and one. And I think at times there's very underrated, but at the same time, they've gone to overtime twice. And like one of the times was overtime against Miami, which is inexcusable in my opinion. Cause I think that was still, that was Brissett. Yeah. Miami. So, uh, they're still a bubble teen type team. Um, same thing with you. I had Cincinnati in that same range. Other than that, I mean, I, I, what eh. about for me? It's like the 49ers. San Francisco, San Francisco, I was about to say, yeah. Their defense is so good, and like their offense is going to be good enough when it needs to be, I think. I mean, maybe, I suppose. We'll see this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we won't see this week. I don't fucking know if we're going to see Trey Lance or not. Like, that'll be kind of interesting. Um, yep. That was one of the reasons that they're, they weren't in there for me. Me too. Yeah. 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 I think for, and just to define it, it sounds like you and I had a pretty similar um, process for me. It's like, okay, first question is, do they have a quarterback that can win a game for them? Like, cause if you don't have a quarterback that can win a game for you, I don't know. You're not a top 10 team. Like you're going to have to figure that shit out. And that's our number 10 team is going to be the the biggest question there. But, and then, (laughs) and then the other part of that is, you know, just their sort of general defense, whether they can get stops and then, you know, just, you know, they're, how many things can they do? You know, can you run mm-hmm. the ball? Can you run play action? Can you, you know, sit back and run? You know, what, what types of things can you do? How many different t- kinds of games can you win? And that was it. I mean, that's pretty much it, you know, and you know, when we look at the top, they can win a lot of different ways, but starting with number 10, we both had the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if they had any of these top quarterbacks on this team and Baker's oh. a middling quarterback, but imagine if they had like Herbert. Yep. I mean, imagine the Browns with Herbert. I mean, they'd be a little bit better than the Chargers, but this this Browns team, great defense. That defensive line obviously showed up against the Bears and others. Like uh, Miles Garrett, probably the best player, maybe on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm including Aaron Donald. Like this Miles Garrett dude is for fucking real. 
Um, they've got the Joker they just drafted this year that's moving all over the place and playing, you know, rush, playing coverage, playing all over the place, stopping the run. Uh, they've got, you know, the three-finger assassin on the other side. Um, you know, Urban Meyer just got excited someplace. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then they've got this two-headed monster at running back. Good offensive line, if not the best offensive line in the league. A few skill positions, whatever, like OBJ, Jarvis Landry will come back and, you know, they got a field stretcher and Swartz, but the question is whether the fuck, you know, this this Baker Mayfield can get it done. And it's like he missed OBJ a few times wide open in this game. They should have blown out Minnesota, and they didn't. What do you think here? Yeah, I mean, that was really what you just kind of outlined is the reason I still I had them. Honestly, I was between them and Seattle at 10. Yeah, because um, so of Russell. Was- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and really my note was, you know, Baker isn't asked to do a lot because and I'm actually not an anti Baker guy. I kinda Me like neither. him. Um I don't he's I don't think he's asked to do a lot because I don't know if he can do a lot. Right. Uh, but I think I don't even think that's a bad thing necessarily. I just think that's kind of what it is. Uh but yeah, their their run game and their defense just complement each other so well where they can just grind you out with Chubb and Hunt. Um, and their def- and just run the clock and keep their defense fresh. And um, the the issue with them is they could easily, easily, easily go zero and three in their next three games. Uh, their schedule looking forward is where did I just I just had it. Uh, the Chargers next week, Arizona the week after that, and then Denver week seven. Woof. So and yeah, they so you know I I like them. I think they're they're obviously a top half of the league team, but. I don't know if they they're not at the level of some of the, these other high power teams that we see. You, you know what's um, where crazy is Seattle has the offense, but their roster is so much better than Seattle. <laughs> like, yes, top yeah. to bottom, yep. they're so much better than Seattle. It's just Seattle has Russ Wilson, they have Baker Mayfield. Like if you just switch it's a those quarterback two, league. Yeah. yeah, if you just switch those two, Seattle's probably a bottom ten team. I mean, maybe I don't know, maybe not, but pretty close. And yeah. Cleveland's a fucking dope team man like they're probably top three or four easy you know so it's that simple i mean that quarterback play has to be better there and Mm -hmm. they might get it and you know in terms of 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 dynasty i'm okay with baker i just think he's only a super flex qb2 like he's never going to be more than that he's not worth like paying up for if someone's looking to you know sell him to you i guess but really he's never gonna i don't think he'll ever pose any modicum of upside like he's just always going to be a QB two, and that's really what he is. So for that, do you view that as like like Baker or a, a next year's first? Well, Baker, because I don't think there's necessarily a quarterback there, and and next year's first is terrible. I mean, maybe or if like you help twenty twenty two, even twenty three. Like I mean, better. yeah. I mean, look, if yeah, we, yeah. if we, next year if we're in the season and I can get a twenty three first somewhere, maybe that that changes. But I'm not trading him for a twenty three first now because I got to fucking sit on that first for so long. Yep. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean. So I think it's probably not. But yeah, so I mean, it you know, next year's class is a little bit of a problem because there's not a quarterback back there um mm-hmm. there just isn't a quarterback there so you know if you're trying to say okay well if i if i get a good pick i could upgrade my quarterback look that's not a guarantee and it may not yeah. even there may not be a quarterback i was having this conversation with felix sharp that there just may not be a 2022 quarterback um i, I just don't know i mean there's a couple good players but uh, you know i just don't think there's a, a surefire 
player and there's not a good, not very many good running backs. So it's not like you're going to say, well, at least I got a, you know, a, a JK Dobbins out of the deal or Cam Akers or a JT or a Swift that ain't coming. So, okay. You get a wide receiver. Well, I mean, just trade him for a wide receiver then, you know? So I think if you're trading yeah. him, you know, if you can get a, you know, any sort of good wide receiver, just go that route, you know, just try and chop him for a player, not, not a pick at this point. Yeah. I, I you know, when, when the classes start to weaken, you know, I'm more looking for players than picks, you know, give me some young players and let me build that way. Yep. Duncan, uh, timestamp that by the way. So when it's like February, early March and dynasty Twitter is just off the rails and saying about why this next quarterback is the best thing ever. Just clip this so we can be like, guys, remember when we had clearer minds on this and we were in the dulls of winter yes. uh, and we hated everybody because none of them are actually good. We're just so far into the woods that we can't see everything else. It's true. Yeah. Just, just keep that in mind. Everyone. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, number two, n- number nine five. is the Green Bay Packers. Um, and mm-hmm. I think um, you and I both, you know, feel pretty good about this team. Uh, we both had them right there, like, you know, nine or 10. And, you know, I, I don't know, like, um, you know, the, fr- the game one was the one that threw us off the scent, you know, getting smoked by the Saints. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get that R-E-L-A-X moment from fucking A-Rod. He comes out, he's high as fuck for game two. Clearly, he throws his 420th touchdown pass this past week. I mean, he is clearly sending messages. He does not give a fuck. Am I right? Yeah, my yeah. I mean, he's he's because he's so checked out because he's ready to be off this team next year. Um, my literally my notes for this for for Packers that like in jotting down my ten, you know, kind of my reasoning why. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. That's <laughs> yeah. why they're that's why they're number nine. They're they're minus five in their point differential. Yeah, I mean, I get there. That's because they got routed by New Orleans, but their wins Correct. against Detroit. Like, yeah, I, I know Detroit's frisky, but it's still Detroit. San Francisco is okay. Pittsburgh sucks. So they're three and one, but it's not like they have a good strength of schedule. Um, their defense isn't great. Jair Alexander is, I think, a little banged up right now. So like, Yeah, he might be gone for a bit here. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is kind of like going back to Cleveland-Seattle discussion. It's, it's a quarterback thing, and like they have a really good quarterback and a good wide receiver, and... They're going to be good because they tend to be good and the because the division isn't great. But I don't see them right now. They're not Super Bowl contenders in my eyes. Interesting. I, I think I think they're definitely a tier below at this particular point. You know, I've got there there's a I think it's probably seven teams. You know, when we get to our top seven, this next one may be the hinge point for us. But yeah, I mm-hmm. think I agree with you. I think the Super Bowl contenders are the top six or seven, depending on how you slice them, maybe eight. We'll have that conversation here in a minute. But I'm with you. I think I think Green Bay has a little bit to be desired. You know, looking forward, is there any sort of tea leaves or silver leaves we should be reading here about um, about the Packers in terms of, you know, look, Rodgers is almost assuredly gone next year. I mean, that's like almost for sure, right? Yeah, he does not seem like he wants to be there. I know right now the whole thing was he said nice things about Mike Tomlin, so now he wants to go to Pittsburgh next year, Um, which would, I mean, take out any sort of money for a second. Like, that would be so crazy. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, Deontay Johnson, and, like, Juju would probably stay there in that defense. Claypool and Najee. Just draft all offensive tackles, or they won't. They'll just take another running back, a backup running back. Yeah, I mean, it would – God, it would – 
it would be a lot of fun. I like me as a Patriots fan wouldn't like that, but right. it would be a lot of fun in a way. Um, I, they kind of do have the cap space. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think the tea leaves are, he, this is his last hurrah in green Bay. I don't think he wants to be there, but he couldn't get out of his contract. So he's gone. What does that mean for, cause I'm not a Jordan love believer in any way, shape, form or fashion. I think that's going to be yeah. a complete bus train. Uh, of course, you know, I've been wrong before. Just, uh, look at the neck marks. I've got uh, the hand marks I've got on my neck from Gesicki, but, um, <laughs> Uh, but I do think Jordan Love is going to be an abject train wreck. Um, you know, A.J. Dillon's starting to come on. He looked pretty good out there, even catching the football. Uh, maybe he eats into Aaron Jones. And, of course, if they're a worse team, is it maybe a little sell time for Aaron Jones if you're not a, a surefire contender right now? And what about Devontae Adams? I mean, is he, uh, you probably know his contract situation. Uh, what do you say about that? Yeah, honestly, Aaron Jones – I wanted to sell him this off season, but I couldn't because the Aaron Rodgers thing was so up in the air for people that no one really wanted to pay the commensurate value. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. without without Aaron, yeah, Jordan Love there, like that offense is not going to be. Good. He was a buy this off season, is what he was, because his value yes. was so suppressed. I agree, but I think yep. he was a buy, and if you're a contender. You can ride him, but if not, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you're not, if you're not that top team that says kind of screw it for the future, like I'm all in. I think you do have to sell because after this year, it's it's not going to be pretty. I, I'm with you. I I don't think we've seen anything from Jordan Love. I think the the silver leaves that we saw this whole off season was Green Bay is not sold on on Jordan Love at all. Right. So when the organization is telling you time after time because of their actions like if he's not here we're fucked because right. jordan loves sucks uh yeah it's sell him Devonte. i don't know if i wouldn't say it's a sell because right. i think he's going to be gone so i there mean yeah go. he's a free agent i i doubt they bring him back i don't know no if, that's right maybe he you know i mean there you go i mean he's a free he agent so yeah he's gonna get yeah. paid right he should yeah. he deserves to get paid shit so he it's does, kind of and their cap space isn't fantastic, right? So they're they're hurting for a few years out. So he might be, he might. I don't I don't know if he's a buy because people are obviously going to be all over him. But right, I wouldn't That's I wouldn't sell him just to sell him. It's interesting. Anyway, thank you for that. I, I that, that that my brain was moving a little bit on you know whether or not Rogers was a buy or a sell and you know, where, where we should be at with the, these, uh, these Packers. I mean, they're going to have a good season. I would think they're going to continue to put a fantasy points for your team, but if mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere, I'd be looking to shop Aaron Jones. Cause he's like the, the RB three so far. Um, you know, he's been great and he'll continue to be great. It's not like you, you you're not selling them like, you know, where the, the, the floor is going to fall out on them next year, but not this year, man. It's, it's all wheels yeah. up. So, I mean, someone yeah. will pay you well for Aaron Jones. I know I put in a few offers for Aaron Jones on teams and I'm, uh, you know, competing and, and trying to make something happen. And, you know, he's a hard guy to buy right now. I mean, I, I've definitely thrown out some pretty aggressive offers. So uh, the next team on our list, how about them Cowboys? I mean, come on. I am excited. I love this Cowboy team. There's just a lot of players I like. Like I've always been an Amari defender. Everybody knows like mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb's my, my bay. Um, yep. Dak, I mean, he fucking won my heart, you know, especially last year after he hurt himself, man, I was pulling for that dude the 
whole way. I just wanted to see this happen. And, you know, their coaching is a little bit of a problem, but their defense looks like, like a, like seriously, a serious upgrade on the defensive side of the football. Their offensive line's been moving people. They've got two dope running backs. They're going to get Michael Gallup back at some point. They've got two tight ends. Like, my God, where do you, where do you, you know, where's the weakness? This team, honestly, I think is a Super Bowl contender because of the offense, because of the quarterback, because they can win in multiple ways, because the defense is frisky. But what's but, the one thing? But coaching. Why? Why? Yes. Yeah. Coaching. I, did, I didn't send you my notes when I told you my list, right? Because no. you're like reading my mind. Because uh, <laughs> foreshadowing the LA Rams will be in the top 10. Um, and one of my notes was just like the difference is McVay versus McCarthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they have the, the win over the Chargers is good. Carolina might be good. They might not. They did beat up on really crappy teams. The defense is much better. Like you just pointed out, like their offense is amazing. Their wide receivers are all dying at the moment, which isn't good. Um, (laughs) But hopefully, hopefully Gallup comes back and Cooper can somehow be healthy. But even uh, Duncan um, was literally just talking about, you know, on his podcast before this, um, or I think it was this one, or maybe it was the previous one, but you know, this is kind of what Amari Cooper does. He get he plays really, really well, and then he gets hurt, and then he plays well, and then he gets hurt. So, and he's tough. He'll play through it. Like a lot of guys would yeah. sit, but when he when he plays, he'll play through it, and then he like he'll just be like a decoy. And you're like, yeah. you know, your fantasy league does not want a fucking decoy tough guy on you on its team. You know, no. But uh, yeah, the the biggest thing for me is more than anything is McCarthy, and I just I don't trust and I can't trust McCarthy. So when I look at some of these other teams in this same, you know, five, six, seven, eight range, cause it's kind of a, a big bubble there. Um, the, the coach is a big separator. And for me, he's clearly beneath a couple of the next coaches that we see. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the Cowboys will be hosting the aforementioned New York giants and uh, sort of a homecoming for Jason Garrett, who will be coming home to show the Dallas Cowboys what's up, right? He's got a few tricks mm-hmm. up his sleeve. I, I think probably the tricks up his sleeves are just an extra pair of hands for clapping, but either way, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be clapping off beat. He'll be doing all sorts of different types of claps so that the so that the Cowboys don't know which play he's calling, you know, whether he's happy or sad. He'll do an angry clap. He'll do a happy clap. He's going to be clapping like crazy over there. And uh, he might even be clapping for another guy who dunked on me a little bit. Although I did say I liked him, just not in the first round. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Is he finally showing that he's a, a good player? I mean, first of all, I mean, Run I don't game. know. Yeah, I know. It was cool though. I liked it. I mean, I've said a million times if Kadarius Tony were a third round pick, I'd have been all over him. But you yes. know, pick twenty, yep. you've lost your mind. Uh, he's fun, man. He's he's fun as fuck, man. He was making people miss all over the place. He was kind of fun, right? That there was that one that like one really play. stands out when he yeah. just like juked half the defense. And yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, you do it. Cause you watch it and you're like, God damn, this is, that's impressive. Then you're like, Oh wait. Oh uh, yeah. Still probably like several rounds overdrafted, but I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but this is also gets into like, Hey, if you're going to draft him that high, like why have you not been doing that from day one? And right. like, you have to use him, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. God Gary's bless him, funny. though. I, 
I mean, I'm good. I want I <laughs> want him to dunk on him, me. But... Yeah, exactly. I want him to I want him to be yeah. successful. I mean, I, I'm not I don't really cheer against players. I mean, you know, there's some guys that when they succeed, it makes you cringe because you're like, fuck, I was so out on this guy and he's doing good. But you know, who I mean, what the hell? It's all good. But uh, you know, Dallas, I think uh you know, look, they can outscore you and now they can turn you over. Yep. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough team. This is gonna be a fun game, actually, because Daniel Jones, yeah. I I saw a PFF had him. It was Kyler, Herbert, Brady, and Daniel Jones as their highest four-rated passers in the NFL. I don't know all about that, but I think think he's playing pretty good. I don't know all about that, but he's playing pretty good. That does not feel right, but okay. No. No. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing with Dallas. It really just comes down to their coaching for me. Yeah. I I can't trust them. Yeah, exactly. And and speaking of coaching, I mean, you know, that's the next team on our list. I think they've got the identity. Um, just to recap real quick before we move to that team, you know, you and I both had like the Browns. I had them at nine. You had them at 11. The Packers, I had them at 10. You had them at nine. The Cowboys, um, you know, we had both at eight. We both have this team as our number seven team. And, you know, identity, I said toughness, grit. Like they just know what they are. They've got great coaching in the coordinator positions. That's the Baltimore Ravens, right? So it's funny. He's shaking his head like, fuck, you're just saying all my shit. No, um, I just I just hate Harbaugh. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, of course we do. We're Patriots. I mean, look, you know, they're not as bad as the old Bill Polian pieces of shit in Indianapolis. I mean, those guys yeah, were the biggest yeah. crybaby bitches on the planet. I mean, He's the not whole far de- behind. Deflate gate was a was a hit piece. Everybody knows it. I mean, just weak ass loser motherfuckers. You know, they let's just put it this way. Bill Polian does not have Mamba mentality. He's just a no. loser out there. Um, you know, but anyway, we're moving on. But I'll tell you, the Ravens got some Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. They really do. Whether or not we like them or not, they are tough motherfuckers over there. They they yep. they're built tough. They play tough. And Lamar Jackson might be the toughest quarterback in the league. I mean, dude is just tough minded. He just wants to, I mean, he wants to succeed like nothing else. He's playing really well from the pocket. Um, especially this last game, he won the game from the pocket. Um, I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you kind of have to make him beat you from the pocket and he gets a, a, a player back probably this week, if not next week, that's going to help him win that way. And Rashad Bateman, uh, the, the running backs that's are exciting. kind of a fucking comedy sketch. I think, I mean, the, if you, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Latavius Murray, Lev Bell, and Devontae Freeman, like, if you told me that, I would have fucking, I'd have been like, no chance. That's like, what are you talking about? They have Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. They're going to have those fucking three assholes on the, in the backfield. And I just can't believe it's real. So I, I wish they could have a little bit of a better backfield there. Maybe Tyson Williams reemerges. I think they just couldn't trust him. But he was clearly the most electric player out of those out of those four. Uh, but I just think they they're going with pros. And mm-hmm. what do you think here about this Ravens team? Uh, yeah, I mean, starting. I guess I'll I'll start with the last thing and work the way back. You know, I, I mentioned this on Monday on our, our kind of our rapid reaction uh, stream. Once you're a healthy scratch, it's that's tough. Yeah, and you're a healthy scratch between guys that were like sick in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's not good yeah they called um, LaShawn McCoy he was his phone was busy yeah. or whatever but yeah so so that's that's not good for him um 
looking at the reason I have them at, at seven, um, you know, I think they have some nice wins that win over Kansas City. Denver's offense might be okay. I think it's better than than okay, but it's whatever. But their defense is nasty. Yep. Um, regardless of whichever geriatric they're running out at running back, they can still just crush you on the ground between them and then then obviously Lamar. Um, yeah, I, he definitely has been passing way better this year. I think uh, on the whole, I'm still not sold if he can truly win a game with his arm. And I get, I'm saying that after him, he finally threw for 300 yards. Um, but I still don't know if it comes down to, you know, and they did, they beat Kansas city by, you know, he only throwing 239 yards. So I guess it, it could be a moot point, but I, I still don't know. Can they really, really do it? And can he be relied on in obvious passing situations? Like I would rather rely on a Patrick Mahomes or a Dak Prescott or a Russell Wilson even. Um, and it's, it's not his game. And maybe that's just me being biased about the type of quarterback I like in regards to the passing ability. Um, I just I'm not sure if they can compete because they have yet to do that at the, in the playoffs, um, being able to pass. Yeah, um, you're not wrong, uh, but you know I, I still go back to that playoff game where they were trailing and he was mm-hmm. just he was making throws and it was like off of Willie Sneed's face mask and shit. Yeah, and that's like, fair. That's fair. <laughs> you, you, you remember that game? It was like, yes, it was like, Oh my God, dude, another fucking drop. And like, he wasn't great in that game, but it was also like two years ago, whatever. Like, but yeah. he was, he was way better than what showed. And yeah, that's not the way they want to play. And I don't think he's the best in the league at that, but he's also like, you know, if he's playing that way, he can also just scramble for for a 56-yard touchdown too. Like yep. that's still in play. He can still run with it even when they're in shotgun passing every down. Like he's still a threat. Yep. So I, I mean, look, I, of course that's not how you want them to be scripted out. Like, of course. I, I totally agree with you. But I don't think he's unable to do that. And and let's just reset the weapons here for a minute. Like, if Rashad Bateman is anything like we think he is, because I think you and I uh, yeah, I'm check. big on Bateman. Right, right. I mean, I think Bateman's yeah. the real deal. You have San Bernardino Brown stretching the defense vertically, and and then all of a sudden, you know, of course you have Mark Andrews. Then all of a sudden, Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins is your sneaky fourth best, you know, target, and that's a whole hell of a lot better than Willie Sneed as your WR one and whatever else was yeah. on that field back then. I just like Duvernay. The, well, Duvernay's there too. Yeah, that's he's a yeah. he's like a you know 50 percent debo samuel or whatever you know what i mean he's like a little but he's uh, their five rather than yes. their two last year yeah exactly yep. exactly i mean yep. r.i.p miles boykin but you know it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I used to think he was gonna be something uh, Me too. <laughs> uh yeah uh, honestly well i mean he's like dk metcalf without any of the performance <laughs> he just never yeah it's like uh, just maybe. take about everything that's good about dk metcalf and there you go yeah, exactly. He had those things and everything that's bad about uh Miles Boykin, DK doesn't have those things. But um but yeah, I mean, but um yeah, I think I think the Baltimore Ravens obviously would rather play, you know, a close game than a, than a game yeah. from behind, but really who doesn't? You know, who wants to play from behind? But, you know, they mm-hmm. they still have a I just think they're well coached. I mean, look, he's on a he's on a pace to throw for 500 attempts and uh, you know, 4000 yards, which he's never come close to. So 
I think a lot of that comes down to no J.K. Dobbins, no Mark Ingram, no Gus Edwards, right? So yeah, they've had yeah. to win a little bit different. Um, I, I think they can still turn that around. I, that's why I say Tyson is still in play. I mean, somebody's got to be in play for some electric plays. Like they just have yeah. no juice back there. They've got a bunch of guys who kind of know what they're doing, which is fine right now. But I think they need to find somebody with a little bit of juice to pair up with Lamar. No, yeah, full agreement. They and, and honestly, in a in a weird way, it's it sucks because you know I, I'm not. I like J.K. Dobbins. I I love Gus Gus Edwards, but in, in a weird way, they're getting injured might be the you know like good for yeah. Lamar Jackson because yeah. it forces him to develop his pass game. Yeah, I mean the next team we're going to talk about my other guy, but R.I.P. like J.K. Dobbins and, and Cam Akers, man. I mean yeah, it's, these it's two sucks. teams, like I mean you watch this this Ravens team and just imagine like a four four five like two hundred and twenty pound like just bowling ball running back in this backfield in year two. Like God, why yeah. can't we have nice things? Like why is he got to be hurt? Like you know yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like. I don't know. It just it just bugs me, and you know, Miles Gaskin still ACLs work perfect. You know, it's like fuck. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, there's panic mode, Miles Gaskin. By the way, he's uh, yikes. I didn't mean to dunk on Miles Gaskin like that. Was a nice. You, I just it was the first guy I could think of that literally nobody cares about, even if he's on it, your fantasy team. I just love that it's 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 anyone that's on Miami for you, really. It's just yeah. your New England bias, <laughs> just like these goddamn Dolphins. Yeah, fuck the dolphin. What a stupid ass fucking mascot too. Like, I mean, I love dolphins in real life, but not as a ma- you want a, like a falcon or a tiger, you know, a patriot. He's a fucking gun. Like, he's gonna kill your ass. A dolphin is a sweet little animal of the sea. Like, no, dolphins you know, are assholes. Dolphins yeah. are like they're like sneaky asshole animals. They do they're- team up on you and fuck with sharks. That's true. I suppose you're right. Mm. All right, listen, but whatever the teal, the the, the baby orange. Oh, like, they're candy, I, candy ass uniforms. Oh, it's like, could you imagine lacing that shit up? I'd be so embarrassed, you know. Get me out of here. So anyway, don't get me started on these dolphins. I mean, Dan Marino saved that franchise. Otherwise, they'd have been, you know, already expunged. Um, you know, so Ravens, yeah. Uh, you know, just can't wait for J.K. Dobbins to come back next year. This team has a legit Super Bowl chance, but uh, they're gonna have to win a certain way. But um, mm-hmm. I, I really like this team. We both had them at seven. Next team on the list, you know, we kind of did composite. I had them at two. You had them at six. I think we'd all agree, Ooh. though, that these top six mm-hmm. are like your Super Bowl contenders, like legit, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, is yeah. that how you feel? Yeah. And this was one is I think I originally had them. I might have had. Yeah. The top six specifically, I reordered uh, a few times. Me too. Um, Me too. I so think I think you could shuffle them around. I, I wouldn't argue. Yeah. Like I don't I don't disagree with you. And if you mm-hmm. had this team right now that we're going to talk about at one, I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay, fine. At six, okay, fine. Like I think these two. I mean, these top six teams are all, you know, very very good. Have have something they're either elite at or are very well rounded. Like they all yeah. have a great quarterback. Like there's just not much to say negative about these teams. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, actually, no, that's incorrect. We're, we're, sorry. That's wrong. That I was going to say the Rams, but no, it's actually the bills are next for us. Uh, they are the sixth place team. My apologies. So at number six, I fucked up. I had the bills at, <laughs> Hey, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an amateur. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I had the bills at six. You had them at five and yep. here they are. And, and, and it's the same thing though. These top six, this is the point that we could rearrange them. 
But um, yeah. we, that that's our sixth place team by composite is is the Buffalo Bills. I had it uh, six. You had it five. Buffalo Bills are showing us that you know my prediction for the Patriots to win the division was nonsense from the beginning, and the Bills are going to roll with it. Of course, it was. I mean, come on, I did it for fun. But I love you know, the enthusiasm. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, you know, because if it comes true, you're like, told you my fucking team, right? But whatever. I'm yeah. not picking the Bills preseason on this podcast. You know, get the Screw hell out of here. You know, you yeah. can you can fuck that. Um, but they are awesome. And Josh Allen is great. The the weapons are mm-hmm. awesome. You know, week one, they played a lot of uh four wide receiver, which was great for Gabriel Davis, but it was not great for their offense. It was awful. They did not look good offensively. They were they they were just too predictable. They've gone to Dawson Knox and Beasley mm-hmm. in the slot and then Sanders and, and Diggs, and it's just better. It's just better. They need to play three wide with the tight end in there. They're better. Um, so they've played a lot more of that. And it's been, you know, at the expense of Gabriel Davis, uh, who's been a little bit hurt anyway. So, uh, but he's going to, he's going to be on the outside looking in, it appears this year, but uh, better for this team. They're also very well coached. What do you think about this bills team? Uh, and, and what do you, what do you, what do you like? I mean, um, I'm actually a little concerned about the running backs, but they've both been good. I don't know what to make of this team. Yeah, I think, um, you know, they're yeah they're three and one but it's tough like their their opponents they're are five and eleven overall like right. they don't really have a signature win which isn't their fault you're right you can only play the schedule that you're given yep um but they what is it uh the the loss to Pittsburgh just looks worse and worse by yes. the week uh which is really tough and like they they do have two shutouts which is like even though like Miami and then Houston it's like you know, yes, those teams are not great by any stretch of the imagination, but like to to have two shutouts is is pretty damn impressive. Yep. Um, regardless of the team, and they're putting up a, a lot of big points. Um, uh, before I get my next point, I just want to say uh, I've been outspoken against Gabriel Davis for the past two years, and I just continue to be proven correct. So he was always going to be behind Cole Beasley, behind Manuel Sanders. Um, so I'm just going to pat myself on the back for that. You can but, dunk on uh, me. It's fine. I, I'm a big boy. I can take it. I still think I just, Gabriel Davis I, will see his day. Eventually. I just, I never saw it this year with, with how Cole Beasley acts in that offense and yes. that connection that he has. Um, I always just thought it was a year too soon. Yeah. But, he was never playing over Cole Beasley in the slot. That was never happening. Yeah. It was always, and it was never playing over Diggs. It was always yeah. an Emmanuel Sanders or, or Gabe Davis conversation. That was it. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously they brought in Emmanuel Sanders for a reason. If he had anything left, he was going to play. And if he didn't, it was Gabriel Davis. And it was pretty simple as that. Um, I wasn't sure that uh, Emmanuel Sanders was still there at his age. But, man, he's been playing fucking great. He's been good for a long-ass time, man. <laughs> yeah, he's He's crazy. Um, but more than anything, I think this week they're playing Kansas City. And I am – ecstatic to watch that game yes um i think that's a for both teams to be honest i think that's a massive measuring stick game and like where do you stack up with the big boys that's right because we we know kansas city is a super bowl contender i mean obviously um buffalo wants to be there but kansas city does it has some warts early on that and Buffalo is is so I think that's going to be the Sunday night game like that's yeah. a fucking awesome game great um, game that's going to tell us a lot about both teams yes and you know I mean Kansas City has been you know you can run on them like crazy you know right now in a points per game 
uh, uh, rate. Zach Moss, like the running back nine, somewhere in there, depending on your scoring. But And Devin Singletary is like running back 33, again, depending on scoring, somewhere in there. You know, yeah. kind of interesting. We were fading all these, um, you know, Buffalo running backs because of, you know, touchdowns and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they've both kind of been good in the games they've played. Um I don't know, man. That that that's an interesting situation. I, I would still probably continue to fade those running backs and or yeah. sell high because I don't think any of that. I think a lot of that's fool's gold. But um, mm-hmm. but in an explosive offense, if one of them is rolling, they could be valuable. I mean, it's just a problem that there's the other one, and you know, you just never know what's going to happen in that offense. There's so many weapons to go around. It feels like that should be a team that is going after uh, high draft capital running back within the year within the next year hopefully before two years but i know the 23 draft class is a lot better in that regard 23 yeah 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 i know 23 is better than 22 in that for (laughs) running back but yeah i don't love either of them if you're if you're if you're a zero rb drafter then like yeah they're they're good plug and plays or like they might be really cheap depth hopefully but in, in a real life setting yeah, neither of them inspire a lot of confidence in fantasy. Neither they don't either. Uh, that's what team that like if they had like an Aaron Jones or someone Whew. like that, like they'd be amazing. Jesus. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people, you know, jumping on the <clears throat> Dawson Knox bandwagon. I'm not mm-hmm. off the Dawson Knox bandwagon. I'm fine with it. Um, <clears throat> but he is, you know, um, you know, 14th in the NFL at the tight end position in total targets. Um, you know, so a lot of this has come from touchdown variants. He's first yeah. in the NFL and yeah. touchdowns from the tight end position, you know, tied with Rob Gronkowski. So, I mean, okay. You know, I mean, I don't think that's going to be the way he operates for the rest of the year. So, I mean, I think you're chasing touchdowns a little bit with him. I think he's more, you know, like right now, I think he's the tight end four or something like that. An average points per game, uh, from the tight end position, uh, tight end six. Um, but like I said, in, in, in total targets, he's more of that sort of, you know, tight end one, tight end two bubble. And I think that's where I'd value him. I think he's fine there. He's he's this year's uh, Robert Tunyon. Right. Yeah, sure. And and realistically. Like and Robert Tunyon know, is last year's Dawson Knox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. He's doing nothing. You're, exactly. So yeah. it's I, – and I think, I think it's more than anything – uh, especially in dynasty, even you try not to be just go with the, 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 the flow of like, Oh, who's the hot thing. And like, go get them. The tight end landscape, regardless of redraft or dynasty or whatever, you have to go with like who happens to be hot this year. So I I'm big on Dawson Knox um, only because he seems to be getting, I, I know not a ton of targets, but five, eight, four three like if he's getting five targets a game like that's that's a a lot better than a lot of tight ends to be honest so he might not have the 12 type of target games of a lot of other guys but realistically knowing what we know about the position you chase five for 50 and hope he catches a touchdown well i mean let me let me give you some uh he's got 16 targets in the last three games you know let me give you the the tight ends that that's more than you know Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Austin yeah. Hooper, Evan Engram, you know, Rob Gronkowski, a little unfair, Tyler Higby, Dallas Goddard, right? The aforementioned Robert Tunyon, right? So there's a lot of guys there that we sort of presume are better 
but he's getting more he's getting more looks. So I think he's right in there. There's a real sort of uh, you know, I think it's a lot of t- t- uh, t- uh, touchdown upside with the tight end position. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of hard to predict. But so I wouldn't be too excited to go you know overspend for him. But he's certainly a fine player, and if you've held on to him, you're certainly happy you did. Especially if you drafted him in, in uh, best ball this year, uh, you're really yeah. pleased. So Buffalo yeah. will will certainly uh, be the class of the AFC East. They'll lock that up. Uh, New England really needed to win. You know they. Look, they should have won that Miami game. They should be three and one. I mean, I, I know everybody could have, would have, should have, but you know, th- they they did not win that New Orleans game. They were behind the whole way. They didn't play a good game yep. plan. That was not a game they were going to win. That's fine. But the Miami game, they were they were on the goal line, ready to win the game with you know a few couple minutes Fumbles. left in the game and a fumble. That was huge. I mean, that's just that's a weird loss, man. They they definitely had Miami beat in that game, uh, and then. You know, again, they they stand toe to toe with Bucks, who are we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, obviously, the Patriots upcoming soon too. Here, no, no, uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, joking, joking with you fuckers. Yeah, joking with you fuckers. But um, you know, they stood toe to toe with the Bucks, and you know, and so now they're still one and three. I think they're going to get better, but you know, I thought they mm-hmm. probably had to be two and two, three and one coming out of this stretch to to do anything because their their schedule gets really tough too. So uh, we're probably yeah. pouring a little bit of dirt on the Patriots. They're probably an eight or nine win team at best. Um, yeah. So the Bills kind of had that locked up. Um, next, our number five team. We both had them as our fourth ranked team, but you know, consensus moved uh, moved them back a spot. Um, so is the is the Los Angeles Chargers, who are just I've I love this team. We both had them as our fourth best team, so we both mm-hmm. think they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Um, the defense is really good. I don't know about great, but it's a top tier defense. The offensive line is really good. Rashawn Slater is like the probably should have gone, you know, like fourth overall, like, right. I mean, if you redo that draft, he goes, you know, yeah. Atlanta's got to take Rashawn Slater. They can't pass on him. If, if, if there's a redraft, I mean, so yeah, he's yeah, the right. real deal. So, um, you know, and Herbert is just electric out there with weapons all over the place. Eckler's playing great. The coach, uh, you know, I, I, I tweeted again today. I said it last week on the pod, you know, uh, Staley for coach of the year. I think he's going to win coach of the year. I mean, he is fucking awesome. This team is cool. Yeah. And he's finally starting to pick up, I guess, with his TD rate and stuff. But, you know, the reason I had them four and even a little bit higher is, I mean, wins over Kansas City mm-hmm. and Las Vegas, close loss to Dallas, which is, seems kind of weird. But, like, I don't think any team has a better resume than what they've done through so far. So they don't have the highest points for and the lowest points against, but they're they're they've played the toughest schedule so far. I I, I think you know just kind of looking at it off the top of my head, um, I don't think Herbert even is even playing at full cylinders yet at all cylinders. Um, you know what's going to be interesting for the Chargers is uh, you know next this week they have Cleveland and week six they have Baltimore. So their first six weeks are fucking brutal. Um, they're going to be a extremely battle tested team before their buy. Their their buy is in week seven, so I think like they could come out of this. You know, if they win, I I think they beat um, Cleveland. Baltimore is going to be tough, but they could come out of here having some very key wins against some their their AFC opponents. Um, I think they're really damn good, man. Uh, Mike Williams is finally good. 
love love to see that. I've been holding out to Mike Williams for fantasy for a while now, and it's finally paid off. So you know, justification or vindication. Very very happy. Um, they're good. I think the biggest thing is they are an injury bug waiting to happen. That's their mode of operation. That's that's how they operate. So right. if they can avoid it will be something that they've never ever been able to do but if they can then yeah i think they can they're definitely super bowl contenders yeah i mean um you know their their offensive rank for dvoa from football outsiders is 11 their defensive rank is nine so like like you say they're not doing any one thing crazy good but they're just been that good and you know you mentioned buffalo buffalo has that number one defensive rank for dvoa Mm -hmm. for shutting out houston and miami but maybe a little bit of smoke there you know what i mean Well, that's the thing like they've played dallas kansas city and vegas like those are legit offensive teams exactly so yeah they're nine oh they're they're barely top 10 but realistically like when you start to like add in the context of who they've played and who they've beaten um and then again a three-point loss to dallas i i think I think their resume stands far and above, frankly, everybody else. And, and don't add us. We know that DVOA does factor in uh, strength of schedule, but I mean, yeah, but like, but it's I, I, you know, it, two shutouts against two shitty teams sort of skews that, right? You know, yes, they're not shut- no way it Yeah, it's sort of you know, it'll it'll recorrect itself if you don't do that against good teams. I mean, it it, yeah. it is what it is. I, but I get it, you know. I just didn't want people to go like, oh, DVOA takes into consideration schedule yeah. strength. It's like, I know that. But shutouts yeah. are like also probably weighted pretty heavily when you can't do shit because you're Houston. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Chargers fan. Like you said, I mean, they just kind of do everything. You know, there's a, there again, like what can't they do? They can they can run mm-hmm. the football. They can they can play pass. They can play. Eckler. Yeah, Eckler. They, they've got it all, man. Eckler's looked great, by the way, in this game. Like. He looked fucking really good. So, you know, if he can stay healthy, I mean, he is such a dual purpose player and he is at the height of his power. I was a little bit skeptical as to whether or not he would get this much work and also the goal line work. He's getting a lot of work and getting all the goal line work. Eckler in for a monster season. He may be a buy high in, uh, in certainly in redraft, but even in dynasty, yeah. what the hell? Just go get him. He's probably going to play again next year. Like, I don't think he's done. So, um, just an absolute stud. I actually did buy him. I, I bought uh, Austin Eckler for two twenty two first, straight up. Ooh, straight up. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, and, and that's definitely for a team that you're competing with. hundred percent. It's got Zeke and Christian McCaffrey, and it's a it's a fourteen, fourteen, sixteen. 14 or six, 14 team league. So for, with Zeke. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So I was like, boom, I, in the startup, I just pushed, pushed, pushed. I have Devonte Adams and, you know, so yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. little team, uh, Tom Brady. And so, yeah, it, you know, and, and so I was like, fuck it. If, if when CMC comes back, I really needed an RB two, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a contending team when Zeke goes, I mean, when a uh, CMC goes down. So with CMC, Zeke and, and Eckler, that's a team that can win a, win a chip. I had three firsts and I sold two of them. 222 first for Eckler. I love the I love the trade. I felt great about it. Yeah, I like that because again, what we know, obviously there's someone's going to be good out of the draft class, but it's it's such a crapshoot that and realistically by the end of the year, um you can always recoup draft picks if you really really want to. So, yeah. I don't I don't hate that trade at all. 
yeah, I mean, I figure I could sell Eckler for two first round picks from, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime I want. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like if a, your team shits the bed in three weeks, yeah, you just ship them all out and then you get it back. <laughs> right. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it was great. I, I'm really excited. So, yeah, Eckler is a buy. I felt like I, th- I did that a week or two ago and just before this last week, and he, he absolutely you know, scorched the earth this last week. It was great. So, yeah, uh, love that team. Mike Williams. Probably a good buy low. He had a really quiet game, and people might yeah. be thinking that that's you know going back to you know no no no. Mike Williams is, I mean, I, I think I said it. What did I say? Yes, uh, last week. I don't know if you listened, Dan, but you know I said something about Mike Williams. If you were guaranteed he's going to sign with the Chargers next year, like just how high is he in your dynasty rankings? He's like easily yeah. top twenty four, you know. Um, but you know where he goes, what happens, who knows? I mean, but if he's in this offense in this role, like, Oh my God, wheels <laughs> up. And realistically, like it was, it sucked. Uh, it was definitely a down week, but if Herbert just doesn't overthrow that, he houses like an 80 yard touchdown. <laughs> right. So, and I guess again, the would have could have should us, but like he, hey, that's like one bad pass and the rest of the game. Yeah. He should have gotten used way more and he didn't. It is what it is, but one pass is, you know, there's 14 points for you that that didn't go on the board that easily Herbert makes nine out of 10 times. You, you know, what's interesting, and this has nothing to do with fantasy or dynasty, but I was just before I was going to move on, I was going to mention this to you um, They on the DVOA for, you know, football outsiders. They have offense, defense and special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what the Chargers special teams rank is for special teams DVOA? Um, 30, my guess 31st, 31st. Wow. Okay. So not, not good. And so, that's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's not good. There's 32 teams last I checked and pro- probably 32 is the Jaguars. I'm not looking, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a fair bet. <laughs> fair bet. Um, so that's a, that's a problem for them. You know, they, they've always had mm. a little bit of an Achilles heel there. They can't find a kicker. They just, I mean, mm. you need to make kicks. You know, a lot of these games are field goal games, and that's one of the reasons why Baltimore clearly has a leg up in that department. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Hey, hey now. All right. Uh, <laughs> back in 10 with a, you know, right. Um, yeah. You know, but. Airline uh, food, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grilled chicken. Let's do this. All right. Um, but, um, but no, he's, uh, he's amazing. I mean, that 66-yard kick bouncing over. I mean but he's been the best kicker yeah. of all time. So they have that in their, in their back pocket, you know? So anyway, and, and they coach up special teams there. So just a little yep. thing. If you're gambling, just don't forget the special teams um, moving yep. on that. Our number four team, our number four team was where I was before, where you have them at number six. I have them at number two and maybe you mm-hmm. can buy this, but the Los Angeles Rams, the Los Angeles Rams played uh, in a 3-0 versus 3-0 battle against the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who we've yet to mention. So they're either not in the top 10 or upcoming. Spoiler alert. Uh, but the Rams lost that game, and um, you know it, the scoreboard didn't look good. But I, I watched that game. I rewatched that game, and, and um, they, they played well enough. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't really get smoked. There was a... There was a turnover late in the half. They converted a third and 16 on Kyler Murray brilliance and then went on to score another touchdown, really changed the the the, the tenor of that game. Then um, I think I think Arizona had the ball to start the second half. Like it really 
started to snowball on the Rams. They played well enough to win a game if they had made a couple more plays in that game and not turned it over in their own territory. So I thought that was, you know, I mean, obviously they made those plays and, and fucked it up and lost, but they're not a bad team. They're not a team that was a paper tiger. They're a legit team. Yeah. I think it's all about depth and whether or not they can stay healthy. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think about the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, and and I think – you know, something that we mentioned uh, before, too, it's like, you know, one through six here, two through seven, like it's it's one big tier for the most part. So six sounds really low, but it's not like I'm, I'm that down on them. Um, yeah, huge win over Tampa Bay, but then they get run by by Arizona and whether or not. Yes, there was, you know, the, the crazy play by Kyler, but that's also what Kyler does. Um, yeah. So that's kind of this, his whole thing. Um you know, great coaching. They they look good. I, I think the depth piece for me is something that really is an issue. And it might it might not end up being an issue, but all of their eggs are placed in so all their yeah, eggs are placed in so few baskets that <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it's a long season, right? We we're adding another game this year. So it's just like one more thing of yeah, their defense is really good right now, but like if Ramsey goes down what happens or you know it's they've already dealt with Cam Akers and they seem to be doing well with with Darrell Henderson and then Sony Michelle backing up it's I think they're really really good Stafford is someone that I thought has been very good for a long time and now is with a competent team and you know Sean McVay which is a very good coach uh they're definitely Super Bowl contenders it's for them more than anything else is I think other teams are they're not as reliant on that top t- tier talent of if someone gets hurt, like the Rams are fucked because yeah. they have zero depth. Yeah. Yeah. Th- no, so that's why I'm a little bit lower on them. Just for, I'm trying to project out of a, a season long. They're going to be good. They're going to win a lot of games. It's can they still he- stay healthy? I agree a hundred percent. I mean, their offensive line, Andrew Whitworth is like, I think he's 58 yeah. years old. Like he's, he's older playing. than you. Yeah. Hey, Hey, Whoa. Hey, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he is. In fact, I think he's fucking old, man. And let me he tell you, old. I ought not be playing in the NFL, um, but <laughs> but he's playing great. The offensive line yeah. is playing great. Like this is a big deal. If they, But you're right. Like if they if they sustain an injury on that offensive line, everything changes. So you're absolutely right. Like I hope they stay healthy. I always root for health. I mean, who the fuck wants to yeah. see injuries, you know, be the cause of any sort of success or failure? So um Daryl Henderson, I got to take a little medicine. I thought they did not see him as an every down back, and that's why they brought in Sony Michelle. I don't think that's the case. I mean, in the games that he's played, uh, Daryl Henderson's seen over like eighty percent uh, or seventy eight percent, whatever it was, in every game. Mm-hmm. Then he missed one game, and that's where so uh, you know Sony played. But mm-hmm. man, they, they're they're giving Daryl Henderson everything he can handle, and he's stepping up. And like obviously, whomever. Uh, plays in this offense is going to be, you know, a monster back, which is of course why we love Cam Akers so much. Like this was just going to yeah. be the Cam Akers fucking coronation. And unfortunately, you know, it's not, but now we're, you know, Daryl Henderson, the rest of the season uh, is, is a, is a wonderful target. So, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson owner may be okay selling and may still have, you know, a little bit of dated values in his mind because Daryl Henderson hasn't gone off yet. Um, but I think he's about to in this offense. So I think Daryl Henderson's a nice buy uh, in in dynasty or 
especially in redraft too, because you know, who knows what happens after this year, but this year wheels up Daryl Henderson. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've, you know, actually I think I tweeted this, uh, the other day I is, I love dynasty. I love the game theory behind it and it's, it's very chess like. Um, and I think that goes back to like being a, a pitcher and a, and a pitching coach in college where like having to call plays and like, you know, in a three game series, like how do I get the three batter out in game first inning of game one, but also in the, the, his like 12th at bat of the series in game three or game four. Right. Um, game plan, et cetera. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And I love that about dynasty, but I, I more than anything, I love redraft uh, because you, you have to hit it and you have to like guess and know the trends before they happen. Uh, so I was huge on Darrell Henderson uh, preseason before, before the cam makers injury. Um, and now, yeah, it's the, I got him before it. So my ADP was, was huge. Yeah. Unfortunately, Gus Edwards, I was the same thing. And that went down uh, for redraft. Yes. Go get Darrell Henderson. I was worried about what happens now that he's healthy and Sony Michelle played well, you know, he got a lot of snaps. It didn't matter. And he, <laughs> it did not matter. Yep. Um, he completely, yeah, took over. I think it was like 86% of the snaps this yeah. past week. Yes. Uh, so he's someone that in redraft you can pay up for. In dynasty, if you are a contender and are going for it, I agree. I think he's also someone that you can go after. Um, and, and, you know, talking about the future, uh, again, you're, you're, this is all under the sense of like Cam Akers, he very well could be the first person to come back and like, be a meaningful running back after an Achilles, but there's a lot of history against it. Um, I hope he is the first one to do it because you want that to happen, but Henderson is going to play well and he's been looking good. So I think you go, you get him for this year, but he's not like a trash can next year <laughs> right. because there's, there's no guarantee that acres can come back and be the guy that we hoped that he was going to be. Acres might come back this year. I mean, Jesus. Let's. I mean, Acres is a fucking <laughs> monster. He's a robot. He's coming back. He's gonna. I, I mean, he's gonna I'm eat everybody. He's coming for you. Just fucking know it. I. I told. I told Chalk last week. I've sold zero. I've sold zero. I'm not. I'm holding tight. Yep. I mean, I'm so heavily invested too. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I had that mm-hmm. dude. You know, as my like RB two or three, and he kept slipping to the late first in every rookie draft, and I was like, click, 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 click. And, uh, so, you know, I've just got loaded up on him and boy, oh boy, that was a, that was a stomach punch, but hopefully he's back. And, you know, obviously the, there's a 50, 50 chance that he just can't do it and his fucking body won't be right. But, um, yep. you know, I'm not thinking that way because if that happens, uh, yeah, there's going to be, yep. uh, there's going to be a lot tears. of yeah tears. It's just going to be brutal. <laughs> so I can't even, I can't even buy that. And I, I refuse to sell him cheap. So I'm just holding and betting on the fucking, you know, modern medicine, motherfucker. Let's go, baby. Um, he very well could be the first because he's the youngest and most athletic. And I and I get it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and, and you go back. I've said this take a million times in this show, and I'll, I'll let you yep. hear it if you haven't heard it before. But it's like, you know, Kevin Durant, Emmanuel Sanders. Like, you know, there's just been a lot of guys. Like, and whenever people mm-hmm. use the running backs, like, well, no running back has ever come back. Which running back that was there? That was there. Like, name me the running back that was elite who tore his Achilles didn't come back. Like Arian Foster was 30. Like, don't tell me Arian Foster. That didn't happen. Like he mm. was 30, 29, 30. Like no one's ever done it. No one's ever Michael been there. Ashore, Michael Ashore was never there. As bad. He wasn't as bad as people make him out to be though. But he wasn't there. 
He wasn't Cam Akers. No, he definitely wasn't Cam Akers. He wasn't but he there. wasn't as he wasn't as bad as people make him out to be. Uh, okay, so that's your okay one. That's the best example. I I agree. That's the best example is Michael Ashore. Mm-hmm. Sure, but the and so and and I think that's I think that's part of the context of it is yes, no one has been the Cam Akers level person, but at the end of the day, we still have. Like, yeah, we have someone like Vince Wilfork that came back from Achilles and, like, played well. And he's 350 pounds and, right. like, massive. And, like, um, Charles Suggs. Like, there's been just yeah. a lot. Like, there's a couple there's, others. Like, O.J. Howard's back. I mean, I don't know if he's any yeah. good right now. But, you know, he, he's not been doing shit. Yeah, that's shit. a weird one. Because, like, I think Cam Bray is playing over him. Wait, yeah, it's weird. It's very strange baffling. there. I am. I, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love like, that we're both, we're both of us like, yeah, I don't actually understand that one. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> he, he, I mean, he may not be good. He, he may not be yeah. healthy. He may not be in Bruce Arians, uh, you know, whatever the opposite of a doghouse is. <laughs> <laughs> the real house. He's not in the fucking house. Yeah. He's not, yeah. he's not allowed on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OJ Howard off the couch. Is that, no, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's true. You know, I don't, I just don't see him. Uh, but there's a lot of these guys. There's a few others. I heard someone the other day that was, I was like, Oh shit, he tore his Achilles too in his back. Like there's just mm-hmm. a lot of guys who've, who've torn their Achilles and come back more recently. And yes, there hasn't been a running back who's come back, but I also said there's never been a running back who's been there. So we'll see, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm just pulling for him because I pull for everybody off injury. I mean, injury sucks. Fuck injuries. I hate them. Yeah. Everybody go do TB 12. So you don't get injured ever. It works. Of course Based it works. It's fucking Tom Brady. Brady's come on. 45. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking he's walking proof. I mean, fucking <laughs> come on, stop it. All right. No so we're, tomatoes. we're getting there. We're at, um, three and, and it's, it's, it's weird because you and I both had this team or you had them at two. I had them at five. Like who knows? I don't know. Tampa Bay bucks. I will tell mm-hmm. you the reason I had them at five is the secondary. That's it. I, I have that. Yep. That's it. Because everything else is like, dude, weapons, O line, like, Everything, the front, like, you know, I don't know that Richard Sherman changes this, this team. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, uh, he's more of you a, know, yeah, go ahead. It, it, the fact that he signed on like a Wednesday <laughs> right. and played four days later tells you that <laughs> yes. that's how bad their secondary is. Yes. I was surprised, honestly, when the New England announced the uh, Stefan Gilmore thing, which I'm sure, I honestly, I was driving. I was in a school bus and I thought like Twitter was glitching. Um, I got punched in the gut. <laughs> I, th- I was like, what the, f- what is happening? Uh, but anyways, um, I I'm shocked that Tampa, I, Mike Litch must've been trying to, you know, do something and, and, and restructure a bunch of contracts to make money work because I thought that was, that was going to try and happen. Yeah. Bill probably wouldn't have traded him to Tampa though. Probably not. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. But uh, yeah, their secondary—that's that's their issue. Uh, but you know, for me, I do take you know some stock in the fact that they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Yes. Uh, it's pretty much the exact same team, obviously injuries <laughs> and other stuff. But like, uh, but you still have Brady and three stud wide receivers, and then someone like Tyler Johnson and and, and Scotty Miller, uh, Scotty Miller. So yeah. like, yeah, the offense is still nasty, and it's like, yeah, their secondary is a bunch of high school kids, but you know what? They can still put up 45 a game if they need to. 
Yeah. Um, I think they're going to have to do something about that secondary at some point, just because of, you know, it's the Cowboys, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills. Like, who are you going to have to beat to, like, Mm -hmm. win a Super Bowl? It's like, you know, you start talking about all these teams, Cardinals, Rams, Chargers, Chargers Chiefs. Like, fuck me, man. Like, you're going to have to stop the pass. Like, these teams are – I mean, unless you get lucky somehow and like you face the Ravens, like what the fuck? Like they're going to have to beat some teams that throw the football. They're going to have to figure it out, man. That's my concern. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just don't know. I mean, I mean, Mac Jones, who we both love, but Mac Jones completed 19 in a row against his team. Yeah. Yeah. And people will look at the yardage and stuff, but like that's Whatever. the way their offense is predicated. Right. Yeah. yeah. When, when he is completing 70% of the passes, like you and I not... couldn't throw a football back and forth to each other 19 times without dropping it once. <laughs> like, with, yeah, exactly. yeah. like from 10 feet, just like, here you go. Oh, whoa, just dropped it there. You know I mean? It's like fucking impossible in the NFL. So yeah, it's like ties Tom Brady's career mark. Like that's a hard mm-hmm. thing to do. And, and, and that team gave it up. So that's the concern yeah. uh, in terms of dynasty here. I mean, dude, I have, Brady and just to, now that he's not a Patriot, I'm free to draft him. I hate drafting Patriots because I'm always <laughs> too emotionally attached, but like yep, same, yeah, I, I got him in so many, like all these startups, the, the dynasty game theory invitational and the, the undrafted and invitational league for the, uh, listener league. Like Tom Brady is just fucking killing it. Uh, and yeah. I got him at like, you know, quarterback 22 and startups. I think he's just been paying off. I mean, honestly him and Daniel Jones and Derek Carr, I think those are the three most mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, maybe Sam Darnold too. I mean, late round quarterback yeah. wins again. Yeah, yeah, and that's where you have to like, you just go into it understanding like value and your window to win. Yeah, and Tom Brady, yes, he's not uh, a long term piece, but for the next year or two years, he's going to be in an offense surrounded by amazing talent, and he can still throw the ball. I'm I'm so, gonna I'm gonna clip that and send it to him and tell him that you said that he's not a long term piece and he's gonna play till oh yeah. he's fifty five. Fuck play you. Listen, that's called reverse psychology. All right, Mr. Jack Falcone. He'll be back uh, in New England after yeah, he'll come track after me Mac down. Jones retires. He's gonna fucking come in here in twilight of his career. But um, chase not, him around. With yeah, I think the, avocado ice cream. Exactly. Yes, he gets three <laughs> almonds and one yep. <laughs> scoop of avocado ice cream. That's right. Good um, boy, Tom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Giselle, let him eat that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks are there now. To uh, now to our top two teams, and people are starting to go. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Number two, I have met three. You have met three. But the composite, mm-hmm. we have met number two to, uh, composite, the Kansas City Chiefs. And mm-hmm. I think we both realize their defense is a problem. Yeah. But I don't give a fuck. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have like, yeah, their defense is super suspect, uh, but I I don't really care. They're just the offense is just too <laughs> so good. Yeah. And, but it's it's kind of like the Tampa Bay piece of it. It's like that's why they're both up there. It's like, yeah, both of their D de- well, I think Tampa's their D line and their linebackers are nasty awesome right but like kansas city like at the end of the day they literally always have the 65 yard touchdown to tiger hill play yep they hey we're gonna do this and they can do it like you like you talked about earlier in the podcast like i'm just gonna run for 10 yards backwards and let the let the blitz happen chase me and then just (laughs) and just throw it off my back foot for 50 yards and throw a dime because i am patrick mahomes right like 
that's just a different level that other teams don't have. Right. They don't do that. You don't see that play on other teams. That's right. And and I think they're smart enough to know and, you know, look, I think they'd rather have a good defense, but their defense is opportunistic. You know, mm-hmm. they, they play like they play a little risky so that they can make big plays and, you know, in, in big games, if they make a couple big ones, you know, a sack here, you know, a strip yep. sack there, a fumble here, you know, pick, you know, these big plays, that's all they need. Like they can give up 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, pick. It's like, fine. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, it didn't matter that you were just scorching us. Like you didn't score. And now Patrick Mahomes has the ball. Go fuck yourself. That's basically the, 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 the script on defense. Like we don't care about yards. We just care about like, can we find a way to make a big play to get the ball back to Mahomes? That's all we give a shit about. But that's a product of the offense right. because they know that they can score at will at any point in time. They can play with reckless abandon yep. and yeah, they'll give up 30 points some weeks, but that's actually not even a big deal. Cause if they're putting up 35, right, they just need that one big play. Can we address um, the, the cloud of smoke in the room? Uh, <laughs> Josh Gordon. Yeah. God. I, I'm, do you, do you, I'm What do you think? Do you think he's going to, because like Miko Hardman sucks. Like, yeah, that that experiment's over. He's not a wide receiver. He's a fast player. Yeah, yeah. He legitimately could walk in as their wide receiver too. And I know fantasy wise, that's meant nothing the past several years. But right. like, it's is like, he their second best wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, it's like Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, Miko Hardman. Yeah, like I mean, it's it. it it's the perfect team, and it's why I don't understand why Juju didn't go play there. It just still really confuses me. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, really, I'm confused. Like, very, very confused. Like, if you wanted to make a lot of money, Juju, there it was. Like, just go. Yep. I mean, I don't fucking get it. But so now Josh Gordon's there, and it's like, I don't know if he's any good anymore. That's the problem. So, like, what we think of Josh Gordon is definitely the second best receiver. Well, third best Maybe. receiver on that team. But... um but I just don't know if he's there. I mean, what are the odds that he's in elite football shape right now? Like, it seems low. It seems low, but at the same time, they're like, yeah, he's in good shape. He's just – and now he's playing. He got activated. So, like – Yeah. I I don't know if, like, does that tell us more about their current wide receivers, which it kind of does. But then maybe, maybe he – I mean, I'm not expecting greatness, but, like – if anyone could bring it back out of him. Cause like he had his moments in new England. Yeah. With Brady. Like yeah. he had his moments out in other places. He, I mean, I'm he literally pull- could walk. walk I'm pulling for him. Yeah. I'm pulling for him. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm there's no Josh doubt Gordon about guy. that. Like, you know, I just don't feel like, you know, smoking weed should have been the reason that that dude ever didn't play a game of football. Like, obviously like who mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure like that's gotta be a very popular take with my audience right there. I mean, I know my audience pretty well. I can't imagine yeah. any of them are like, no, I believe that the smoking of marijuana is something that you really shouldn't be doing. This is very wrong. Like, I don't think there's a lot of that fucking pushback. Like, who the fuck? Like, fuck Roger Goodell. Fuck the NFL for that. Like, this poor kid, like, you know, it was a Ricky Williams yeah. thing all over again. Like, Ricky Williams was like, yeah, I like to smoke because I'm like, I have like, I like to sit in my house and like relax. And they're like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> what are you, you fucking criminal? You fuck. It's like, 
what? Wait, no. He's like the nicest. He's like a nerd. He just plays with like toys in his house. The poor kid. Yeah. Like <laughs> seriously, that kid was like amazing. Um. So yeah, it just it bothers me that that's like a problem for these sort of introverts, like who have a hard time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the poor kid. I, I I don't know. Maybe he's got some other issues. I mean, they keep saying like he's struggling with uh, his rehab, and it's like, what is that? What do you mean? Like he's smoking weed? Like that's yeah. not rehab. That's just. I don't, I mean, is it, unless there was something else, like he was doing other drugs or like well, other that things. That was part of it. I don't so, know. Weed was always the, the, the headliner. Um, but there always was other drugs that was a hmm. part of it. That, that doesn't that, get that talked about problem. as much. Yeah. Yeah. But did you ever see um, Pat McAfee on his show talked about what it was like being in the, the substance abuse protocol? Hmm. Do you no, ever tell see, me about have it. Have you seen it? No. Um, so, after you guys all finish listening to this, uh, go search it up on YouTube. Um, it's it's intense, and it he talks about like why. So like he got popped into it because he got super drunk one night in Indianapolis and like drunk uh, jumped in the river and stuff. Um, Legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love 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 Pat. Uh, but he talks about like how once you're in it, it is like you're set up like you're. It's so like nearly impossible to get out of it. Hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and like what we know about addiction, it's, is it's such a, uh, physical thing, but then the psychology, psychology behind it as well. Um, it's like set up where like there's random drug tests, like at all the times. And like, if you don't report for a certain time and you don't get back to a certain time, like that, that counts against you. And like, there's so many things that like you're set up, not I don't know. I don't want to fail. Yeah, to fail, I know what you mean. Like, you're set yes. up to like it is it's extremely a thin li- difficult. It's a thin line to success. Yeah. Once you're in it, it's extremely hard to get out of it. Right. So, um, he, I would just go listen to it after this. It's really, really interesting. But he talks about like how hard it was for him to get out mm-hmm. of it. And then you take someone like Josh Gordon that we know like there is a lot of issues leading right. into, you know, why he has substance abuse issues and like it was, you know why smoking you know was part of it but there's the alcohol piece of it and yeah. the other drugs and like you'd be, you could be clean for six months take a drink then get randomly tested the next day and be like oh you're failed you're hmm. out and you're like dude like I, like come on like i had a beer like i had a bud light like what's going on uh yeah so it's really interesting about how like how strict it is like once you're in you're you're in hmm Interesting. So that was I mean, part of it. you know, I mean, they're a private enterprise. They can do whatever they want. And I guess mm-hmm. that's fine. I I mean, I don't know what, I don't know who it's serving though. I mean, they're not necessarily yeah. helping the players because some of these guys probably could use some actual help, you know, like yeah. where they're No, no, being... no. Just go take a couple of opioids. That's fine. Yeah. Ex- oh yeah, exactly. I mean, just shoot them up like at halftime yeah. because of pain. And I mean, these yeah. guys, these poor guys, I mean, the, 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 the stress they put on their bodies and minds, to be able to play this game, they should be able to do whatever fuck drug they want as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, honestly, like whatever they think is bet. like, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I just feel like the, the, you know, he felt singled out. I mean, I don't know that he was a complete train wreck. And, but without further ado, you know, Josh Gordon, you know, uh, isn't going to be the difference maker for this team. I wonder if he's ever going to do anything. I hope he's awesome. And I hope anybody, mm-hmm. This is true too. Anybody who's held him in dynasty. Cause I have a couple of teams where like he signed, I looked, I was like, well, oh, there he is. He's on my motherfucking team. Like, you know, there's a couple teams I had like that. We all deserve, we all deserve like a, 
a two touchdown game upcoming. Like we really do. Don't we? It'd be awesome. Yeah. Ever since ever, honestly, ever since he was in new England and I learned more about him, I just, I'm such a big fan. So yeah, I, I want him to do so well and be happy and be part of a team. So yeah, I, I hope he has a two touchdown game. I hope he is fucking awesome. He could be the wide receiver one for the rest of the year. I would just be, I'd be so happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting. I'm really, really rooting for the guy. Yeah. So, all right. So what's amazing is, you know, I don't know, maybe you saw my power rankings. Maybe you didn't. I don't even know if you did or not. I mean, you probably did, but you you did your own, but here's what's (laughs) amazing. We're both putting the Arizona Cardinals at one and it's not because they're four and oh, tell the people why you've got the Cardinals at number one. Cause it ain't just, just the record. I know that for a fact. I mean, the record helps, but uh, it's that offense is just, it's unreal. They're, you know, I, I talked to, about this a little bit. It's almost to the detriment of DeAndre Hopkins, who doesn't have the, the crazy target share, but Kyler is becoming the guy that we kind of hoped he would be, where he's extremely, like, passing efficiency. Uh, he's, He's amazing in the pocket. He looks just like a little, little baby Yoda just <laughs> running around. Um, some of the – like we've already seen highlight reels where he just like runs around in circles for like 10 yards and then like throws his dime. Um, you know, it's – they can score points at will. I'm still not entirely sure about their defense. Uh, but like A.J. Green, right, decides he wants to play again. So now you have, and then Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk and Max Williams is, you know, just there, but getting 13 and a half percent of the targets. I mean, this is a team that I don't Tampa Bay, Kansas city, like they're going to have to work to keep up with the offense that Arizona has. And like, that's crazy. And then you look at Tampa Bay and Kansas city and their two biggest weaknesses are their defense and their pass defense. Yep. So that's where, you know, if you look at those three teams kind of together, what is the the biggest issue? Tampa's secondary is awful. Kansas City's defense isn't great. Carolina's like, or Carolina, Arizona's like mediocre, but like it's, it's better than those two. And, and when it comes to a shootout, it's going to be hard. You can't defend like, you, all right, you double, you, you double DeAndre Hopkins, then AJ Green, Christian Kirk. Rondale Moore, Max Williams are there for you. It's just like there's they have one extra guy over Tampa Bay and like two extra guys over Kansas City. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. And yeah. and I agree with everything you said, especially the part where how they match up. Like, yeah. you know, when you start talking about this team, you know, you said the defense, look, their defense, DVOA for defense, they are six. DVOA for offense, six. Special yeah. teams, three. Like, dude, they are winning in all phases, and that's the sign of the best team. You know, the other team that's kind of like that is Cleveland, where they're 9-3-5. and five. Like, you know, um, yeah. Um, but their offense is a lot of uh, run predication, and so therefore yeah. we, we talked about them as being that type of team. Like, Cleveland is that good, but that's what Arizona's been playing like, but they also have the quarterback play, and they're doing it through the air. It's just unbelievable. Kyler Murray – right now is completing 76% of his passes through four games. Like 76? (laughs) Like what the fuck, dude? Like that's incredible. You know, I mean, 
unbelievable in nine and a half yards per attempt. Uh, he's got nine touchdown passes. Oh my, like, oh my, like this is incredible. And he's done this against good competition. He did this against the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man, you're, you're right. Like, and then on top of it, like he's got three rushing touchdowns. Oh boy. I mean, I, I just don't know where the, the ceiling is because they seem to be able to do anything they want to do. The running backs, mm-hmm. as you point out, they've got thunder and lightning. You know, Chase Edmonds looks really fast out there. And I think he looks yep. really fast because, number one, he is, but also, number two, because there's a lot of space. You know, they're yeah. playing with they're, – they're able to stretch the field on offense more than any other team. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of maybe – Kansas City, where they can stretch it so far vertically, but but mm-hmm. but you know Arizona can stretch it with Kyler's legs. He can run to any you know either sideline. So you have to really play contain with him. They do have Rondale speed now, although they haven't really used him too much deep. But you know they, they stretch it to the outside edges with both, like you point out, with AJ Green's resurgence and mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, and then the middle. I mean, let's face it, Rondale and Christian Kirk's a hell of a player. Max Williams is is doing his thing. Like, you're right. They just push you in every single situation. And then James Conner, a little bit of a – and it's kind of cool. Like, uh, I was watching the game. It's funny because it's like Edmonds is number two, uh, Rondale's number four, and Conner's number six. So it's like these fucking weird-ass numbers, and they're just like – I don't know, man. This team just looks so dope. And then their defense. You know, they they drafted two hybrid linebackers back-to-back yeah. years who are these, like, uber athletes that are really good for this day and age and the way that they're going to play. And not only the way that a lot of teams play, but especially the way that teams are going to have to play against them. Like, it's not like you can grind them out. Good luck, you know, trying to run, run pass against this fucking team, you're going to be down 30 in the second quarter. So you're going to have yeah. to come out and play fast and, or at least play, you know, aggressive. And when you play that way, they've got the defense to, to sort of, uh, yeah, they're just wonderfully put together. And Kyler is, I mean, he may be the, I said, he's closer to Patrick Mahomes as the best player in the league than he is to anybody else. Like he's right there. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, he, I, I went in loving Kyler Murray for, especially for redraft. Um, you know, I think a lot of the stuff we did looked like he had a very realistic shot of being the quarterback one. And I think he's very much on that path, obviously. Yeah. Um, but dynasty, I think you now look at Mahomes one, a Kyler one B. And, and then obviously I guess you could have Josh Allen in the, in the same discussion. Uh, probably Lamar, maybe like a slight step down, but like, Kyler's that dude and he's he's really he's really really good in real life he's not like a he's not a a rushing quarterback that is good for fantasy but not good in real life right what's up Daniel Jones right um he's he's just fucking really good yes and you know he's someone that you know we always talk so much of like the Twitter conversation is like go buy this person low go buy this person low He's a buy high. Yeah. He's a go like whatever you pay, like go get him. Yeah. He's that good. I agree. Like the only thing that can ever stop him is injury. Like, cause he's that good. Like he's just, look, you know, he's 
a bit of he's a he's very close to Lamar Jackson in terms of rushing, and he's very close to Patrick Mahomes in terms of passing. So, yep. fuck me. I mean, that's amazing. Now he's also doing this at five ten. Maybe <laughs> it's just incredible. He's super yeah, fun to watch. Not. <laughs> yeah, right. Super yeah. fun to watch. So, I mean, I, I'm really excited about this team, and you know, they're they're not just some you know rabbit team that jumps out to four zero that's fake. Um, you know, we're seeing it all come together for them. I, I know I, uh, Michael P. Duncan famously picked them to tie for first place. Of course, they he picked a four-way tie for the AFC, uh, NFC West at like 10 wins, which kind of looks pretty smart right now. I like it. This is pretty good. I actually, I mean, if you want a little fun fact, yeah, go uh, for it. The, the AFC West and the NFC West, all four teams are positive point differential. Wow. Um, and like, like the, the, the worst team in the NFC West is, probably the the was it be the Niners I guess. or the C, the Seahawks but like the there's stacked divisions yes 100% like it's now possible that i mean it's not possible i guess but like that they all make the playoffs like it's i think <laughs> it's it would it would crazy. be what 3 of them could right well Two? they can all technically make it cuz there's 7 in each they just have to account oh, for yeah, all three yeah, yeah. wild cards i don't think that's really going to but i think 6 total like 3 yeah. in each i think that's very realistic Um, uh, I mean, geez, Louise. So, yeah, I mean, Chargers, Chiefs, and Cardinals are all part of Mm -hmm. this group that we just picked in the top six or seven, six, right? Whatever. So, you know, this is this is the the cream of the crop is out west. So, lots of fun. And uh, speaking of lots of fun, I had a lot of fun, uh, John, with you. I I think we're somewhere near two hours, and it didn't feel like it. Um, (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I guess the listeners like this shit. I don't know. I mean, I think they're all fucking crazy, each and every one of them. Dude, I had so much fun. It, it, seriously, man, I fucking love it. We 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 scorched the earth with New York. I mean, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. You you absolutely nailed the, the Yankees to the cross today. It was fun. Um, but here's what I want you to do. Just tell everybody what you're up to because I actually, um, you know, you've got that rapid reaction show. I love it. Um, you know, t- t- tell people when they can find that and where they can find it because uh, it's, it's actually really cool, you and Brian. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I I loved it. I love coming on here, and you know, this is this is long form, uh, which is a little bit different. So the rapid reaction thing that you know Jax is talking about is every halftime during Monday Night Football, uh, myself and Brian, uh, another member of uh, the Undroppables, BPO FSU, um, we do we try to hit essentially right around. It's been about ten players per show, uh, but it's in that fifteen minute window yeah uh so it's 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 the exact opposite of this show to be <laughs> yeah. honest uh, it's it's like fucking it's rapid fire it's fucking, um but it's good breakdown yeah and it's it's like you know we we don't have as much banter and stuff which I, I really enjoy um but it's like straight to the point like the snap shares what are the trends like do we believe it you know contender pretender stuff like that uh but it's it's the players that you want to know and like who to go after who to avoid um you know, someone has a big game, like, is it something that is going to happen or not going to happen, like moving forward? Um, but that's, it's every Monday night, we, we are there for halftime. Um, so that way you can get, and like with waivers running the next day, like it helps you think about like, who do you want to target or like, what, what do you want to do? Who do you want to go trade for? Who do you want to trade away? Um, you know, it's that rapid reaction type stuff. So, um, we we really like it and it's there for you guys to hopefully get something out of in a in a quick 20 25 minutes or or less 
uh, period. And that's, that's a big thing right now. Um, my life is insane. Uh, I started a new job at a new school. So, you know, learning that I'm in the process of moving, uh, which has been a, a nightmare. Uh, so most of my life is just like trying to survive at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the, the rapid reaction show is my, is my big, my big thing right now with Brian. So, you know, after listening to like a big show like this, go check out a, a quick rapid show like that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, and also you do uh, all of our contract stuff uh, for the NFL. You keep up with... I try. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's different times a year where that's more important. And the off season yeah. is a little bit more important to start sharing that. I mean, you do yep. have the the spot on the site where we keep that updated, but you, you do great work. I mean, and, and you know, you're a busy dude. Like you said, we, we all have real lives. We're doing this as you know, a, a, a job hobby or whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, you're, you're awesome and, and, and you do great work with us and, and, you know, I love you cause you're my boy, but, um, that's right. yeah, that's right. We fuck, you know, Massachusetts, we, what's up? Yeah. We, we stand strong <laughs> together even when nobody knows. Yeah. We're, we're, we got each other's back even when nobody knows. Um, but yeah, no, I love you, bro. Tons of fun. Let's all go out and smoke one for Josh Gordon and, uh, you know, end the show, right? Like everybody spark it up for Josh Gordon. Here's to Josh Gordon. Let's go, Josh, baby. Make it happen. All right? On behalf of everybody at the Undrafted, on behalf of everybody at the Undroppables, on behalf of the losing Philadelphia Eagles' biggest fan, Michael P. Duncan, on behalf of Dan, Lieutenant Dan Taylor, Baba Ganoush, I'm Jax Falcone. We are out. <laughs>